Across the internet and the galaxy, this is the PlayStation Universe's Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. Welcome back for another exciting week. I am your host with the most, Dane Smith, and with me as always is the most racially diverse gaming cast on the internet today. Uh, with us coming back for another round is the commissioner, Glenn Gordon. Glenn, how are you today? I am pretty well. How are you? I am doing good now that Canada beat the Finns in Olympic hockey. Oh my goodness. It's a great, great day. And speaking of hockey, we have Mr. KGB himself, Gary. How are you doing? How is the Russian team? The Russian team, oh man, I gotta say, they have been underperforming, like always. But I think it's all planned to get a worse spot in the standings. Play easier teams. Can't you KGB guys just play with honor, some integrity? Play what are you Canadian talking about? Way. This is like war, man. You got to strategize. You can't just go in guns blazing. This is how you die. This is how Germany lost. You have to make people comfortable. <laughs> you have to make people comfortable. <laughs> let their guard down before you strike. Exactly. The the you, they're like, man, Russia sucks. We can take them. And then all of a sudden it's Russia Canada, and the score is like twelve to zero. What's going to happen? Uh, and now we just lost all of our German fans Thanks to one comment Sorry, German fans <laughs> Are the Germans even in Olympic hockey this time? No, I don't think they qualified, no That's But Japan qualified The female Japan team qualified Still, is there a female yeah. German team? No Actually, That's... maybe, I don't know Wait, is there even a female Russian team? Yes, there is a female Russian team. We how just had are a you battle with Sweden, but I don't remember who won. But how are you not like in the top three? Why is your women's team so bad compared to your men's team? I don't know. They just don't give them enough playing time. There isn't exactly a league, a female hockey league in Russia. It's like Argentina. It's like they have one of the worst women's team in the world. That's but... so mean. That's worse than my German comment. Yeah, I know, but I don't know if we get a lot of Argentinian fans. But it's true, I watched the World Cup in 2007, and Argentina was losing like 12 nothing. And I'm like, how are you losing? You're Argentina. You should be kicking That's everyone's ass. That's men win everything. It doesn't matter. See, here in the U.S., the men's national soccer team is not that great. So they have to have the women win it for them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Argentina doesn't win anything anyways. But uh, That's me. And I just pissed off the rest of Argentina. <laughs> but, uh, and the last person on our podcast with us for another round is Ben, the real Jim Sterling. Uh, hi, Dane. It's... How are you this week, Ben? Oh, pretty good. A bit tired after all those reviews I've had to write recently, but uh, I'm looking forward to the next one when I get one. <laughs> how were those reviews? Uh, pretty good. I, I actually enjoyed all the games, pretty much. 
which is a rarity. I was expecting at least one bad game, but nope, all three good games. What did you give? You gave a 10, an 8.5, and a 9? No, I think I gave an 8 as well. Oh, that was Dragon Ball? No, Dragon Ball I gave so a bit lower. Uh, Dragon was an 8, Tokadon was an 8 if I'm rallying, then Surge was a 10. Because okay. Surge deserved a 10, really did. I'm... I'm now curious. I'm going to check that because I thought one was a nine. That Dragon shows my, how good I am at the reviews editor position. I can't even remember the reviews. I can't well, remember what game, game and I reviewed it. <laughs> at <laughs> well, least you're not going lightning oh, returns. Carry on, Gary, sorry. What was that, Gary? Uh, no. At least you're not reviewing the lightning that's returns. That's a low blow, man. That's low. That hurts my soul, Gary. Where you say that? Your soul deserves to hurt if you play this game. Why? Do you... I don't, know, I don't even know what I'm do doing. Do you hate it that much? <sighs> Something it, like that. I hate it to me. being timed for everything I do. I have no time to do anything in that game. I don't even know what I'm doing in this game. Exactly. You don't know what you're doing Okay. I have a strategist guide and I still don't know what I've been doing. Okay, it's just, just mail me your copy when you're done, Gary. I'll take it. I'll take it off your hands. If you hate it that badly, I'll take it. Right? Then I'll be able to play it. Maybe maybe it gets better, but having somebody pretty much pointing at him in my head telling me to move and do what they want me to do. I have no time to Wait, explore it. just keep playing it again off. and again. It's just it gets easier and easier each time. I don't have I don't time to know. play this game I seven wanna... times. But the game's man. really quick, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't even left the first city yet. I've just been stuck in the first city. Going, what the hell am I doing here? Where am I supposed to be going? Who nope. am I talking to? And I, why is that I'm there? I'm not liking what this, is but that? Tim enjoyed it to give it an 8.5. And Ben is hating it. And Gary's hating it. Glenn, have you played Final Fantasy 13 yet? Or 13, or Lightning Returns? <laughs> Lightning Returns? No. We always come back to Final Fantasy. <laughs> but... <laughs> No, um, Final Fantasy thirteen. My 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 story with Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy thirteen was my first Final Fantasy game, and so yeah. and so after that, I decided to take a little break from Final Fantasy. <laughs> you, you did play the uh, by ten next month. Yes, you last time was it was it Unchained or was it the last RDGH that you told me that you that you converted me? Yeah, ten uh, will then make you ten is actually a good game and ten point two as well. I'm, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy 10, or is it 10 or 10.2 when it comes to the Vita next month? They both come to the Vita. They both come to the Vita. Great, I'll buy 10.2 then. I'll yeah. buy the updated version when it comes to the Vita next month. Oh no, I'd recommend buying 10 because 10.2 is a sequel to 10.2. No, 10.2 really? is a sequel to 10. That's so confusing. 10.2 is a sequel to 10, sorry. 10.2 is a sequel to, okay, I'll buy them both. I'll buy them both. Well, just how confusing is it when you have, like, is it 13-3 or is it just Lightning Returns? It's just I mean, Lightning Returns. It's uh, confusing because it's Final Fantasy anyway. The Final yeah. Fantasy. And yet there's, like, 13 of them. 15, well, and to answer your question, Glenn, we keep coming back to Final Fantasy because Lightning's the waifu of the host. So <laughs> I'm sure next week when you are the host, when I'm in Korea without internet, I'm sure we will... Not talk about Final Fantasy for four weeks. <laughs> I'll find a way. Don't worry. In fact, in six days, the Final Fantasy 14 beta goes live. So, 
We should just <laughs> rename this the Square Enix Podcast. If we did that, there's very few positive points to talk about and a lot of negative ones lately. Oh, <laughs> come on. Like Don't be a the, hater. The, this sure is in made, general. This is just not Final Fantasy. That's general. They sure made those games, didn't they? Those those games that exist. Yep, they, did. they didn't make them. Idos has single-handedly kept them afloat for the last like five yeah. years. <laughs> Except for the new Hitman, that looks horrible. Uh, <sighs> Turn-based Hitman. Why? No. Why would you? That mobile. Turn-based Hitman sounds fun, though. Turn-based strategy game, man. <laughs> yeah, but there's turn-based strategy, and then there's a turn-based Hitman game. Turn-based Hitman strategy game. Hey, it's trying new ideas out, right? How much do journalists just, bitch about how there's no innovation? I never bitch about stuff. it. <laughs> okay, other journalists. So that's just know. a sub game. They're still working on an official big triple A title. And you'll have to play the Hitman turn-based game to unlock content in the triple A title, probably. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Don't steal that idea, Square. Please don't steal that idea. Or at least pay you a royalty. What are you talking about? You have to help them, man. They're struggling. Yeah, but I don't want to buy the two games. I'm already <laughs> going to be buying Final Fantasy. I've already bought Lightning Returns. I'm going to buy 10 and 10.2 next month. In fact, I'm going to buy that twice, probably. You're so killing man. They've got enough money from me as it is, let alone. <laughs> Speaking of buying games, how about Amazon buying Double Helix? That's not out of the blue, surely. Amazon is getting into... They're trying to expand their horizons, and they're trying to buy new... They're, they're trying to get into the gaming industry, which is interesting, because it's Amazon. It's like... it's. It's like Walmart trying to buy PlayStation. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? And, and but the thing is, Amazon's a huge company, so they mm-hmm. have the resources to do good things with it. But I, it all depends on their mindset, which is what's concerning people. It is it true. Could end up, it could end up really creepy though if Amazon. If all the rumors true about Amazon buying Microsoft. Amazon buys Microsoft only for Google to then buy Amazon. No, Amazon's not buying Microsoft. <laughs> the, the, the rumors going around right now say that Amazon is in talks with Microsoft to buy the Xbox brand, which is a huge deal. Um, they're, not, they're not buying Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft. Aww, I, I just thought of an amazing name just the, this minute, if they well, had. Amazosoft. Amazosoft. <laughs> that would be wow. That's actually really good. <laughs> I gotta admit, that's pretty good. Amazosoft. But I don't know. I mean, um, would you want Microsoft to sell the Xbox to Amazon? Would you rather be playing the Amazon Xbox or the the A box or whatever they're gonna call it? A box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know. I don't know what it's gonna be because. Well, it, it's going to affect the industry one way or another. Because it's going to be a huge deal for Xbox and Xbox users, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also going to be big for PlayStation and for Nintendo because 
Amazon's one of the biggest retailers in the in on the planet, okay? And if they if you turn that into competition, you know, I mean, companies like Amazon and, and specifically Google, they're known for supporting all sites regardless of their involvement. Um but Amazon, I don't know, Amazon people are questioning. So if if Amazon owns Xbox, will they give the same amount of attention and the same amount of, you know, promotion to the other two brands as they will to their own. I think it'll turn into one of those things where it's like EA launched Origin, you know, and then that whole thing with Steam started to happen. Well, Steam wants EA games on it, but EA doesn't want Steam to have those games because they have their own brand. They have Origin to put the, all those games on. And I think the same thing might happen here. If Amazon releases, you know, if they take... Xbox from Microsoft, they buy it. Mm-hmm. We could potentially see like Nintendo and Sony games or products in general just disappear from the Amazon storefronts online. Now, to Amazon's credit, as one of the most successful re- retailers on the planet, I think they're, I think that they will show a bit of responsibility there. Um, I think that they will offer pretty similar um, promotion, or, well, not, maybe not promotion, but um, space for the other two. I just don't think that it will be the same as it is now. Yeah, because like, they just launched uh, the PlayStation Store on Amazon, you know? Because like, like... Digital codes for, for games on Amazon now as well. Look at, look at Kindle. I mean, Kindle Fire and Kindle Fire HD compete with iPad and whatnot. But the thing is... Amazon has the power now to advertise Kindle big time on their site, and they do, okay, because it's theirs. So if that happens for, um, if they get Xbox, they're going to be able to do the same thing with Xbox. But while Amazon does still sell iPads and various Android tablets, they don't really get any promotion for them. And, you know, that that could also be partly um, the dealing with Apple and whatnot, but those other brands don't get the kind of promotion on Amazon.com that the Kindle Fire does. So that puts one brand at, some would say, at an unfair advantage because they're a retailer, you know? They're, they're not like software developers or game developers. They're a retailer, so they have the power to seriously beef up their own, the hype for their own product. Yeah. They wouldn't be allowed to do that in Europe, though. Because I'm sure, you know, they have to, as you said, they have to sell PS4 and uh, Nintendo, Sony and Nintendo products because I'm sure EU law will stop, would stop them from just selling Microsoft. Of course, because that's anti-competitive. There's, those are, yeah. there are laws against that. But they're, they're not going to stop selling it, but they can certainly promote um, one brand more than the other, their own brand. So it's going to, change the landscape as far as advertising goes anyway, as far as promotion and as far as public knowledge and public acceptance of the brand, um, if Amazon gets it. Now, now, do you think Amazon has the infrastructure to, you know, have something like Xbox be successful, though? Like, you know, Microsoft has Xbox Live, which is extremely successful for them. Like, well, does Amazon has a, have, have an infrastructure to support, you know... Games of like of the, of the caliber that we have I now. I think they could because uh, worst case they could just rent it.
from Microsoft. Like they could buy like the brand, they can buy everything, but then they could just make a deal with Microsoft or whoever to set up the servers and keep that intact and just let things be like and stuff. But also to go back to the point about the store is how much more profit could Amazon make selling games compared to the other companies because it's their own games. So they don't have to go to, uh, like GameStop or Electronics Boutique or anything anymore because they already own the store. So now that's, that's not necess- that's not necessarily true because frankly most of the games that sell on Xbox are not Microsoft's own games; they're third-party games. So um, while they could seriously do some damage with their own with games that belong to their own studios if, if they if they even have studios because frankly the studios are still Microsoft's so I don't think those are in talks to being sold but um the thing about it is like Amazon would want as many sales as possible so to restrict sales even on their own games to amazon.com and and not send them over to GameStop or, or Electronics Boutique or what have you, that's going to shoot them in the foot. Because some people just want to go to the store and pick up a game and not have to wait X days for it to be shipped to them. Because I'm I'm like that guy because Amazon has me on some sort of blacklist because anything I order on Amazon I will have to wait weeks for. How do you you get blacklisted from Amazon? I've got no idea but there must be some sort of secret blacklist because I'll order something at the same time as my mate. I've tested this out. We ordered the same thing at the same time. Cause he was sat next to me as I was ordering. His arrived next day. Mine arrived six, six months, months Six months? How did this happen? Dude, why didn't you call and, and see what was going on? Uh, I should have, but I kept just... I wanted to see how long it, I'd have to wait. Um... Did you like forget about it and go on with your life and then something shows yeah. up and you're like, oh, what's this? A free <laughs> game. Amazon loves me. Crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, yeah, Amazon and me have very sort of locked on a few times in the past, so it'd be interesting to see if they, if it continues on in the future. Well, this brings up also an interesting point. You know, they have their own store, right? The, the Amazon.com. Uh, do you see them like say like they just purchased Double Helix, right? Uh, for those who don't know, Double Helix just made Killer Instinct on Xbox One and releasing Strider coming out this Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, right? So, something about that. Yeah, uh, sounds about right. Wednesday for us in Europe. Oh, curses. Okay. <laughs> So, 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 so the last week of February, pretty much second to last. Um, since they're you know they're gonna obviously they they bought them to make games. Hopefully, um, do you see Amazon now kind of branching out from their own strike? Do you see them start to sell their games at like GameStop and other retailers like under the Amazon brand, like published by Amazon at Walmart? Can you see that happening, or will they specifically sell that? their own games through only their store. I could see it doing both, but like I guess to go back to what I was saying before is like the whole big problem with GameStop and EB and stuff like that for developers is they can't control they can't get any money from used sales. So if Amazon owns the store 
and Am- like owns their own store and Amazon is publishing games. Like let's say it's the the state of the industry is the exact same except it's the Amazon Xbox instead of the Microsoft Xbox. So now Amazon can do has the the clout to say to get more exclusives because they can say, "Oh, we'll give you a cut of whatever we sell these used games for over on our store." Or something like that, because they can control it. Whereas developers can't control GameStop or EB or all those other places. But you don't see them like monopolizing it. It's like, oh well, we'll just sell from our store and take one hundred percent of the profits. I could see that too. Is it the smartest move? I don't know, but they might try it for a while. For a big business company, you don't think that's a smart move to take 100% of the profits of whatever they're selling? It depends on how many people only buy from the Amazon store. It's like, again, it's like what Glenn and and Ben said, right? Like a lot of people just like to go and get their game from their stuff, from like EB or wherever down the street. So, cause it's quicker sometimes, Mm -hmm. but. Um, it's they're they're gonna have to crunch the numbers. I'm sure they have number crunching people who are gonna look at it and be like, "This is how many people are buying it from us. This is how many are really buying it from the store." And I'm sure they're gonna put out like um, focus groups and stuff like that. And like, do they really care where they're buying it and who only buys from from physical copies from a store compared to online and well, stuff like that? Well, see, they. they can- Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. So it, it reminds me of the um, whole, I the whole idea with digital versus physical. Now, yeah. now it's just kind of like a sub argument of that, like physical from online or physical from the store. And mm-hmm. the the truth of the matter is, there's serious benefits to both. Like mm-hmm. online, you don't have to get up and go to the store, but you have to wait a few days, okay? Or in Ben's case, a few months. Um, <laughs> Poor Ben. Go to the store, the um, the physical brick and mortar store. If you're out, you go to Walmart or ASDA. If you're in the UK, uh, you know there's right. a GameStop nearby. You you go in, you pick up your game, you go home. That's it. You know. So there there are benefits to both, and to restrict it to one or the other is going to alienate some customers, and it's going to make some people unhappy because then they're going to have to either wait, you know, or they're going to have to. Stop being lazy and get up and go to the store. But they can still combat that by releasing their own digital store as well. Digital store, yeah, they could. You know, but the, the thing of the matter is, a lot of people still aren't buying one hundred percent of the profits that way. They could. The thing is, though, I don't. To be honest, unless they own the developer as well, there's no way they'll get one hundred percent of the profits because they always have to split with the developer. Oh um, yeah, they're still technically owning the developer. It's still theirs. Yeah, um, but I, I don't think there'd be much more profit than currently made. The only difference would be instead of having to pay Microsoft, they'd be paying themselves. Hmm. You know, exactly. because you have to pay for a license fee for the console when you make a game, and some of the cut goes to Microsoft when it sells as well. Mm-hmm. It's always a weird thing when a company starts stepping into a different market, especially one as big as the video game industry. Sony Just, did it. It worked perfect for Sony originally. 
<laughs> it worked perfect for Sony, but, you know, there was, there was a generation, like they did the PlayStation 1, and the PlayStation 1 was great because it brought so many new things to the table. You know, you had disc-based games, mm-hmm. you had all these different developers, and, and you had a different mentality as far as video games were concerned, but Amazon's not really bringing anything new to the table, at least not that we've seen yet. You know, they're, they're just buying some companies and, you know, thinking about make, making some games or, or getting into the whole Xbox deal. Like, th- this isn't this isn't revolutionary as Sony would have put it back then. You know, this is just something, this is just something different that a company's doing. So it's, it worked for Sony, but working for Amazon, they'd have to, they would have to impress right out of the gate in order for it to work out. Like they, the first impressions are everything. And in, in order for this to stick, they would have to come out of the gate and impress. Like if, if there's any evidence for that, it's the introduction of the Xbox one. Okay, I think the, one of the big reasons, besides like price and stuff, that Xbox is so far behind, uh-huh. is that um, their first impression was dreadful. Yeah, it was dreadful, and and people aren't, and a lot of people aren't over that yet. Yeah. You know, so first impressions are everything. So Amazon's going to have to get it right yeah. right away. Well, you here's my thing for this. Uh, you we're you're thinking about uh, the way it sounded. It's just like hardware. Right, Amazon is a huge company, like it's multi-billion. Right, who is not sure. to say that Double Helix is not their first company? How do we know they're just not going to buy them all? Like, I mean, if they buy Ubisoft, if they buy Rockstar, if they buy all of these big, profitable, guaranteed companies, then it looks a bit of a coup because it's like, well, we own it, so you're only going to get it on the Amazon Xbox. So. Mm-hmm. I think that would would be that big, huge statement that you're that you're looking for. You've also, but again, that will go into EU law, where I don't think they'd be allowed to do that. It'd <laughs> yeah. be an anti, uh, anti-competitive, so it would be breaking laws here in Europe. That's that's forming a monopoly almost. That's yeah. that's what it's trying to do. So yeah. I think I think that would have some eyebrows raised if they were to do yeah. something like that. Well, I don't that. really, I don't think you call them. There's nothing stopping other people from making video games or other companies from forming. No, there's yeah. not. But if Amazon's going to go out and say, "Oh, you're making a video game," okay, I'm going to buy you and add you to yeah. Amazon's uh, repertoire here. You know, that's 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 a little strange. That's going to have some people a little afraid of what's going on there. Plus, like, you know, EU is a bit stupid anyway. Remember the whole issue with Microsoft, where they had to get rid of Out, uh, Outlook because you couldn't have just one email service on your Windows operating system. They tried to do that with Internet Explorer. Of all things, Internet it. Explorer. Yeah. They, they, they stuck it as, like, the only thing that you could have on Windows, you know, the only yeah. the, the main browser you could have on Windows, which is interesting because, um, you know, Apple kind of does that with their iPad. Well, no, you because I, yeah. I I use Chrome on my iPhone, so I don't even know. But well, yeah, they tr- like with um, they tried to release the iPhone exclusive to carriers here, you know, so you had to be with a certain carrier. As soon yeah. as Apple tried to do that, I got smacked in the face and told no. Well, they did that here for the longest time. I, the first Apple iPhone, yeah. actually, the first few Apple iPhones were only available on AT&T, which I think was singular back... No, it was after singular. So uh, it, it was AT&T, and then it's only recently... Um, I think the iPhone 4 
I think, was the first one to go on Verizon, and then you had Sprint and T-Mobile, so it it just kind of started that way. I don't think... You can't do that at all here. As soon as they tried with the first iPhone phone, they got told off and they had to open it up for everyone. Yeah. I think that the iPhone kind of gave AT&T its, its poor reputation back then because it was such a resource-hungry device. And back then, like, the Internet wasn't as, you know, the, the infrastructure wasn't as ready to handle things like that as it is now. And so AT&T's service kind of faltered, it wavered, it, and, and their customers, like, there was just so much that they had to do to keep the iPhone going. And then... Um, it's only it's only recently that they've really stepped it up and, and gotten their services back under control. Well, let me ask you guys this then. Um, Glenn, you mentioned you know Amazon has to make a quick impression right away. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that Double Helix is the right studio to make that impression for them? Like, do you think purchasing them was the right choice, or do you think it would have been easier for Amazon? To just go to a studio, say, "Look, we want to make a game, and we'll fund it for you." You know, just be a producer like most companies are. Do they well, need to purchase Double Helix in order to make like? Is it the right company to make that kind of impression for them? That question could be asked of any company that they purchase. Frankly, um, with well, the exception of like, if they purchase Rockstar, we know they make a great impression. Yeah, you know. Well, so, if you purchase Kojima Productions, for example, oh, we already know it's going to be a triple A title. That, that's that, such a hard one. That's such a hard one because if if you're going to buy, if you're going to go and buy a studio like uh, Rockstar or, or Naughty Dog or something like that, it's like you know how how I, I'm not so sure that they'd be so ready to sell because they're just doing so freaking well right now so like i guess my question is would they would they even would would a deal even go down for that in the first the money's place? right but i mean cause right, it, it's a huge multi-billion dollar company and it's i guess what i said before if they just here's here's a blank check write your price mm-hmm. and if it's for big companies like ubisoft or uh rockstar who are already independent you know you're going to make your money back when GTA 6 is Amazon Xbox exclusive. So, because yeah. every, everyone's well, going to have to buy that Amazon Xbox to get your GTA game. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, Amazon's not making games, at least not that I've heard. They're not, they're not actually uh, doing anything on the creative side here yet. Right now it seems like they're just getting assets. They're just, um, they're, they're getting studios under their belt, you know, they're, um, which is, which is really good because I think that's something that Microsoft lacked. They, they lacked a lot of good first party studios. Um, so, so they're, they're starting to get some studios under their belt and, and they're starting to look at getting some hardware. So I think they're starting, I think they're starting in, in a good place. Um, they could start smaller. Like, like you were saying, they could just say, Hey, we want to fund making a game. Um, but I think that gives less of a statement than we're going to buy this company and we're going to do something with it. You know, funding a game, that's just saying, here, have a check, you know, and essentially that's what's going on here, but it, it, 
it says more about Amazon's involvement mm-hmm. than than just saying here have a check go make a game and stick our name on it somewhere. So would you say their their first priority if they are making the game should it be a big AAA budget game or should they go a smaller route like a digital download or maybe they bought to work on mobile games? I yeah. think their first game should be good, whatever it is. Like, because there a game doesn't have to be a huge AAA title to be really good. You know, for instance, Resogun. You know, Don't Starve, and and it's just you know a, a big AAA game would be good. Um, it would it would make a huge statement, but for their first game, testing out the waters, if they were to make a big AAA game and it failed. There goes their first impression. You know, so screwed. There goes their first impression. Like mm. if they if they make a smaller game first, you know, a, a really good but smaller game, and it fails, then people are just going to be like, oh well, you know, okay, first try, you know, try again. But if they make a big game and they promote the heck out of it, and it's AAA and it's a big deal and it sucks, they're done. They're done. Well, see, that's so, why I asked if Double Helix was the right choice of the studio. Right um. I don't know. I don't. Know. I, just, I haven't heard that much about them before Killer Instinct. So mm-hmm. it that one's that one's going to be a wait and see for me. Hmm. Well, in a way, for me, I think it's cool because now we just have even more competition for everybody, which means everybody's going to have to step up their game if Amazon is serious about getting into the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they have the money to fund whatever the hell they want. But that's the thing: money doesn't. Money does not make the manufacturer here. You know, it, you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have the mindset to go along, like Amazon, what, I think personally, what Amazon needs to do is they need to have a division like Microsoft does. Like Microsoft has their gaming division that's focused specifically on it. They need to have something like that, so that. It, so that they can have people who are passionate about it and have the right mindset to drive a video game Amazon forward. Well, I mean, that's the reason they bought Double Helix, to get that mindset. Yeah. Get that company and be like, well, okay, you guys are going to be now in charge of our gaming division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. It's a good start. But I think we're also, I think we're also getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because this is a rumor that so far Microsoft is denying, like, from the bottom of their hearts, just no, this isn't happening. How could people believe this? And you know, by the same token, they probably—if there is something like that—you know—they probably don't want it public right now because that that causes people to lose faith in their brand. You know, oh, you're selling off. You're probably doing something wrong right now. So I think they'd probably want to keep it under wraps. But at the same time, this is just a rumor. Nothing at all has been. Confirmed. You spent 35 minutes on a rumor. Yeah, we we have. But hey, it's it's kind of a cool thing to think about. Like what if um Amazon buys Xbox of all companies, Amazon a retailer, a retailer. What if Amazon buys Xbox? So it's I don't think it's time wasted. What's next? Walmart's going to buy uh Sony. I want to see Sony buy Nintendo. That would be even better. Sony no. <laughs> Nintendo is not for sale. Nintendo will never be for sale. That's the thing. I think if Sony buys Nintendo, Nintendo will go down. Because I personally think Nintendo would rather go under than be bought by anybody. Really? Mm-hmm. 
They will take everything down with them if they go down. They're just going to go down no. in a blaze of glory. Exactly. No, don't take Sonic with you, Nintendo. If you're going down, Nintendo, get, don't don't take Sonic with you. You will upset me. I want to see a parallel universe now where Sony and Nintendo still merged together when, in 1995. That would be amazing. <laughs> It yeah. almost happened. Yeah, it almost happened already. So. Uh, but then they went to Philips. Is Philips even a Japanese company? No, Philips is European. Yeah. They went to Philips and took Sony off, and they're like, you know what, screw it, we're making PlayStation. You don't have a Japanese person lose face like that, especially at CES in front of everyone. Yeah. That was just waking the beast. Yeah. They unleashed the beast for like a decade. Yeah. Well, considering the fact that the add-on already had a GPU, a CD, RAM, it wasn't very hard for them to turn it into a console. No. And then Sony was like, Nani? And they made a PlayStation. (laughs) Nani? Nani? Imagine what this world would be like if Sony didn't actually make their own console and it ended up being a add-on for the SNES. Just imagine. Uh, Super Nintendo would rule the world so, for the next ten years. Frankly, I'd go so had... far as to say that Sony might not be here right now. I don't know. I, 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 know. I don't think. I think Sony would still be here. I actually think they'd actually make more profit. You got to remember the reason why Nintendo dropped Sony was because Sony wanted to make. I think it was like seventy percent of all the sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'd be. They wouldn't be. It wouldn't be costing them as much because they wouldn't have to promote their own games because Nintendo would be promoting them. <coughs> yeah, I think Nintendo be... just handled that so poorly, though. Nintendo, um, Nintendo. <laughs> hey man, you know it really is weird if you think about it how how badly they dropped the ball on that compared to um, the brilliance of Tetris. And how they really messed over Atari during the the whole Tetris saga. Hmm. Do you guys ever watch the documentary on it? Nope. On Tetris? No, I haven't. I saw it on Atari, though. Uh, Gary, come on. Mr. KGB, you had to have. I haven't seen I didn't even know there was a documentary on Tetris. You guys <laughs> haven't seen the documentary on Texas? Oh, yeah, Texas. On Tetris. <laughs> 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 okay, Texas. No wonder I never seen it. You don't yeah, even know it. no wonder. Does this documentary exist? Yeah, no, it was this. Um, ah, I think it was a BBC documentary actually. That's why it it's called um, Tetris, uh, from Russia with love. Oh yeah, I've uh, seen some of that. Too. You're on. I remember some of it. Yeah, but it was just it was just the biggest like licensing debacle known to man because like it was Soviet Union and so they're like okay so how are we going to do this and so one British company licensed it from uh, uh, whatever the name is uh, I forget what the Russian name was of the, the Russian company for Tetris and then they gave the rights to someone else which then got the rights to someone else and then this is all just for the computer version um and then the guy who had the rights went to, oh, I forget his name. Uh, he worked as a freelancer for Nintendo for just finding, like, just random games to 
to like be the middleman between and make his money that way. And he went to to Russia to negotiate the rights for the Game Boy version of uh, Tetris. And then they found out that they never legally even had the rights to begin with <laughs> for Tetris. No one did. Wow. <laughs> um, which was egg on everyone's face. And so then the Russians pulled a little bit of, of capitalistic diplomacy where they were able to keep like split up the rights in such a weird way that they could profit from selling it to Nintendo by uh oh how did they do it they the original British company they sold the computer game rights to they had to get him to sign a contract that stipulated what uh computer product was and so it was anything with a keyboard or something like that it was very specific so that way, once he signed it without actually looking, which was a really bad move, then um, <laughs> the, the Russian company could then sell the rights to Nintendo because technically it's not a computer. Uh, the Game Boy is not a computer. So, and it was just this huge coup because, oh yeah, this is the huge debacle is because Atari thought they had the rights through this uh, through this British company. That's where the whole problem was. They thought uh, they had the rights for the NES version through this British company. So then when Nintendo got the sole rights, they were like, well, sorry, Atari, you can't sell it anymore. So that's why you have those weird Atari cartridges uh, for like the NES version of Tetris. It- wow. um, sorry, Gary, I'm probably going to say this name wrong. But I'm looking on Wikipedia, and the Russian guy's name was Alexei Pajitinov. Yeah. Pajitinov. Yeah. Sorry if I said that wrong. But, like, okay. I like how Dick said that before. <laughs> I, I watch a lot <laughs> of documentaries, but it was just, uh, really funny, cause this is what, cause Atari, like, spent lots of money on advertising this game. And then they went and sued Nintendo over it, but then they lost, so they lost even more money. So it's just like, literally, <laughs> the president of Nintendo America and the guy, the president of Nintendo at the time, um, were, they were just literally just smiling. Like, cheeky smiling on the plane. They even showed it during the doc- documentary. It was just hilarious. So, so what you're saying then is Atari realistically went bankrupt because of Tetris. Yeah. Originally, so you say... again. <laughs> you guys hear about that whole thing with Atari years ago, though. Um, did you know they did a inc- one of the biggest video game contests in the 80s ever? I don't think it'll ever be topped. Is uh, this the one with the sword? Not just the sword, but like the um, crown, the gold. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. <laughs> uh, um, that was so cool. The first, like the uh, what's it? The um, the people who won the Earthworld competition won a talisman which was made of 18k of solid gold with 12 diamonds and the birthstones of all the 12 zodiac signs in it, as well as a small sword made of white gold attached to the front. White gold? That's yes. 
how expensive was that prize? That's gonna be at uh, least twenty thousand dollars. And the sword was fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. Did, if you oh. did Fireworld though, you won a chalice made of golden platinum with oh, citrines, diamonds, green jade, pearls, rubies and sapphires. That's insane. Uh, Water World, which got cancelled sadly, the contest. Um, I can't remember what that prize was now. I wonder why after twenty five grands of that. And there was also <laughs> there was another world, Airwalls. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was gonna be a Philosopher's Stone encrusted with diamond, emerald, citrons, and rubies worth about 25 grand. Hey, Ernest, do you actually have one of those at your shop? <laughs> no, no, we don't. And oh, now, yeah, viewers, we, we have yeah. Ernest. Yes. Don't Ernest call returns. me a girl in, finally. Yeah. Well, finally release him. <laughs> <laughs> right, so right. this is, this is a very crowded podcast now. Woo! Anything House can happen. Party podcast. You this is a farewell podcast to you, Dane. Oh yeah. yeah. This is what, Gary? It's the farewell for four weeks for you. For four weeks, yes. Four weeks. When I go to Korea and not have internet for four weeks because of paperwork issues, because I need to get my residency card, which takes a while before I can get internet. Cause my apartment, cause my apartment doesn't technically come with it, so and I don't think this would work in a PC bong. Although that would be quite hilarious. Can you just steal somebody else's internet? Come on, this is helping. Yeah. I could, but I don't think they'd be very happy for me chatting for two hours in their apartment. Just tell them you're a teacher, and they'll understand. I yeah, you're teaching us. I you're talking about. We're the students. Look, we're all racially diverse. We're your students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is technically we, true. We come to you to learn video game knowledge. I don't, I don't, I could just walk next door to my neighbor who's another teacher working with me at the school, but, you know, that's what I actually have to do to do the reviews. I literally have to knock on a neighbor's door and be like, hey, uh, can I borrow your internet for five minutes to download my game? <laughs> that's what I'm gonna have to do or else I lose like five reviews, cause I won't have internet. Uh, you know, Dane? If you if you don't want them, <laughs> oh no no I'm I'm keeping them. These are all RPGs. I'm gonna prove I can do like three RPGs in like two weeks. Gross. <laughs> Good oh. luck. I could, I did three reviews in a week before. I think I can do this. And one of them was an RPG. I think the, I think the most I done was two in a week, and one was an RPG. Was, what what did I do? Oh. I had to do Winning Eleven. Dead or Alive 5 Ultimate and Discare D2 in like a week. So. You got one of those football games, so you kick a ball into a net and you win. But it's Yay. a bad game. <laughs> it's a football game. It's a bad game. It wasn't the most exciting football game. FIFA was so much better. I still find FIFA, it weird yeah. that it's called Winning 11 in Japan, but uh, Pro Evolution here. Yeah. And a translation for our American listeners, soccer. Yep. <laughs> what? What? What soccer? <laughs> I don't know what soccer is. What is don't that? ever is that say something? that outside of this country, Glenn. You'll get killed right away. So wait, wait, wait. What? What do you call football in America? Football. No, no, no. What like football? American football. We just call it American. American. American it's football. called American football. That's funny. Yeah, the greatest football of them all. No, 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 no. The greatest football of them all is Canadian football. 
Oh no! Yeah. Three downs, man. Three downs. Manning's a pussy. He needs four downs to do his magic. I like to see him do it with three. He couldn't get it done in four downs. He needs like eight, man. <laughs> they should all just go play rugby. Because that's the, that's the thing is so many people like 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 the piss about the CFL, but like legitimate NFL stars come to the CFL. They they can't produce the same magic. It's just an entirely different game. Mm. Uh, they should just go play just... Uh, British rugby, then they'll see what what they're made of. Concussions, made of concussions. lots of concussions. They yeah. play Aussie rules, and then there's even concussions. They should just call American football American rugby because it's closer to that than soccer. Or, or see, I want to call it American. Football. I want to call it American hand egg because you use your hand, and it's more like a egg than a ball. Hand egg, that's good. <laughs> But, the, yeah, but there's handball. Just... There's already handball. Already yeah, but hand... it's not. It's not a ball, is it? It's hand egg because it's egg shaped. It's like you an egg. The British to come up with uh, the best way to describe something. It's true. That's mm. <laughs> hand egg. I think you'd have a little bit of a problem getting people to buy that officially. Hand egg. Yeah. Um, think of all the NFL stuff they're gonna have to rename to. N H E L. Nell, welcome to the Nell. The N H E L, the National Handbag. But they could be Hell, couldn't they? Handbag. Handbag. Right. What are we even talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just listening because, to be honest, I'm playing professional baseball spirits while I'm doing this podcast, so. Wow, he's reviewing games even as we speak. <laughs> Sadly, it's not a review copy. Sadly, it's the game from last year. Oh, I'm sad, Keanu, about it. I'm trying my best. And normally, I play a game while I'm podcasting, but I'm trying my best not to play a game while I'm podcasting this week. Try why? I normally don't because I can't focus on the game as well. Mm. Well, with five people, I assumed if I didn't talk for a couple of minutes, it would be okay. There would be enough people to pick up the slack. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. So I talk too much, so this gives me an opportunity not to talk as much. It's been a while since I, I got to podcast with Ernest here, because he, he wasn't in it two weeks ago, and then I missed last week. So... It's been a while. It's the first time the band has been back together since the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I've always wanted to podcast with Ernest, actually, to be honest. You never yeah, have? I think, I think maybe we did, like, once, but um, yeah. that was, like, a long time ago. I know, it's been ages. Oh, yes. United and it feels so good. <laughs> uh, yes. Wow, I killed the conversation. Yeah, it seems very uh, quiet now. Speaking <laughs> of that, Gary, is hockey still on the Olympics? No, no they're all done, day? man. We're going into the uh, elimination rounds next. Oh, really? Mm. So, so you actually play Norway then? That was actually not a joke? Yeah, that's serious. I'm telling you, man, it was on purpose. If we didn't, if we didn't lose on purpose, we'd probably be playing Sweden or Finland right now. So who does Canada? What What are the quarterfinals then? 
Uh, there are no quarterfinals. Right now, you guys are waiting. You guys get a bye. Pretty much. You skip the first Sweet. knockout round, and everybody else has to play. That is awesome. Hmm. Yeah, so you guys get to relax, enjoy the time, as the you know Russian government messes with your drinks and your food. Yes. <laughs> That's what we'll claim, man. We'll claim. Uh, I'm sure you'll. I'm sure you'll get some Swedish referees in there as well to screw with us, like at the Summit Series. So, because you know Russians, they just cheat. Oh please! Uh, don't don't make me bring back the last one. <laughs> hey, that was just skill. Okay, that was just skill. Yeah, with your three Canadian officials in the final. Hey. No. Ooh. <laughs> that was fair. Canadians are the most fairest uh people on the on the planet. Yeah, right. They're the most secretive people. That's why nobody knows anything about them. How are we secretive? <laughs> yes, we, true. We weren't true. the ones stuck behind a self-imposed iron curtain. You are now. It's just a different curtain. <laughs> what curtain? There's no Well, it's not our fault that the Americans closed the border. Oh, okay, guys... whatever. Terrorism is afoot. <laughs> we need to. <laughs> yes, those pesky Canadian terrorists. Yeah, you guys hid that Superman was created by a Canadian for how long now? It's not, yeah. our... Why would it's you not our fault that you that? guys were ignorant. It was a common fact. <laughs> no, you just... You, You're you just really ignorant! <laughs> How do we do it? It's Wikipedia. You could just want the Wikipedia type in Superman. I'm I'm pretty sure it'd be the. Is it Wikipedia or is it WikiLeaks where that information was found? Yeah. Yeah. I also find it weird that the new Superman is British. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be the symbol of America, really, like Captain America, because the whole red, white, and blue of his whole outfit. Uh, Superman doesn't even he doesn't have white on his uniform true but he has a lot of blue and red a lot of blue and red and yellow like that's why is it a big deal if Superman was invented in Canada as long as Captain America was invented in Canada okay that that would be that would be I don't even know that's like having the uh, that's like having Team USA in the London Olympics have their uniforms made in China okay that just doesn't compute they did they did. <laughs> <laughs> last time. At the last Olympics. They did. They did. At least, at least we have the far superior Captain Britain. There's a Captain Britain? Yeah, there's a Captain Britain. I this is what nobody Because he sucks. Captain Britain in Lego Marvel. Man, for all of this so-called racial diversity, we were probably not that... Welcoming of each other. <laughs> Speaking of terrorism and the Chinese. And Dude, Captain Britain looks Captain like a Britain boss, sucks. Though. Yeah. I mean, was there a difference it between looks. Captain Britain and Union Jack? Chili? I think there is, yeah. But I don't know the difference. But yeah, I'm sure there is. Isn't Captain Britain an ex, men, uh, ex in, what's it, not men in black, ex, um MI6? Oh, MI6. How is it I know your spy agencies better than you do? I'm not even British. <laughs> because... Because you Canadians know everything. You have spies everywhere. Yeah, you, you have spies in our MI6. That's why MI6. we're so friendly. Well, we're not even allowed in our MI6. That's why you know. Are you really yeah, not allowed? Yeah, that's how Canadians get into all these places. They're just super friendly and, you know, we think they're mostly harmless. <laughs> mostly harmless? 
<laughs> right. Yeah, mostly harmless. Mostly. Captain Britain looks more American than Superman because he has red, white, and blue. That's because <laughs> you guys stole the French flag, which stole from the British flag, and we all steal from each other. I don't even know what the French flag looks red, like. Red, white, and blue. Uh, oh, by the way, Union Jack has no superpowers. Yeah. So he's literally... So he is Captain Britain. Well, no, I'd say uh, Union Jack would be more like Captain America. Well, that's... that's I mean, Captain America kind of has the strength theory. Well, that's that's what I mean. So he would be the real yeah. Captain Britain. Yeah, but Captain Britain has superpowers. Oh. Uh. Oh. Uh. Yeah. <sighs> no Grand Slam. Oh, well. Mm. But, that's what you I get. Know. I still got a Captain two ribbies though. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, Captain Britain's powers come from his mystical amulet of right. He's King Arthur. That's yeah, yeah. yeah so, okay, so I have a question for you guys. Now. Okay. <clears throat> have any of you downloaded the Titanfall beta yet? No, I don't. Um, I played it at Kyle's house yesterday. I mean, the Xbox One. So no. Oh, there's the PC base as PC well. PC games. Yeah. I don't play PC games. That's because you're Canadian. Yeah. Well, it's kind of true. The internet here is not that good, so it's not like we could play exactly. it very well. PCs for the high so, class. Like, so the South Koreans are the highest class people on the planet. There you go. Did you hear that um, Respawn Entertainment is actually... Working with Microsoft to improve the Xbox One controller, because Xbox it's it's not a really big improvement. It's just that um, the Xbox One controller, as it was, was a little too quote unquote twitchy, and so Respawn Entertainment came in because Titanfall is like a big deal from for Xbox One. It's it's their system seller right now, so Microsoft went ahead and, and was like, um, okay, you know, you think this could be a little better. Um, we're gonna fix it. So their February patch, they're, they're gonna fix the, um, sensitivity of the Xbox One controllers, especially for Titanfall. Uh, they've also fixed the shader because of the, um, upscaler because of Titanfall as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did hear about that, yeah. Everyone, they're betting, they are betting everything on Titanfall. They are, I, I got to play a little bit of it yesterday on the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is it is a really fun game. I'm not gonna lie. It, it runs really well. It's very smooth, especially for a beta. I was really surprised. But it, it is a really great game. But I just don't see it being the system seller Microsoft thinks it is. Personally, see, I think the reason one of the reasons why it would be a system seller is because of how many systems will have it. It's one? Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PC. Right. Yeah. I know the Xbox 360 is two weeks later, but I live in Europe. Two weeks means, like, next day for me. Because we're used to delays of, like, months anyway. So two weeks is like, uh, two weeks, we can wait that. Um, so I can see it not being as big a system seller as they're hoping it to be because of this. Yeah, why have it on on cross-generation if you want to make it system seller? Um, as far as I can see, I think the 360 version... Is just gonna a little worse, but I think it'll play fine. I mean, when I was over at Kyle's, we tweaked with the settings, and it was still still looked pretty good, even on a lower, like the lowest PC settings, and still, you know, played well. Nothing changed, and I don't think that reminds me of the Matrix quote. 
Oh. <laughs> but it is, you're exactly right. It's like, well, you know, Titanfall, it's on the 360. Why do I need an Xbox One? Right. Why, sh- <laughs> why shell out 500 bucks? Yeah. Isn't it online only, that game, though? Yes. Yeah, it is. It's multiplayer. So it looks like the submarine guys aren't going to get to play it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, because really, can it be a system seller if it's like really like an online only game and America's online infrastructure isn't the greatest? So, or the world's isn't the greatest? Who thought America's in front? Well, I'm not gonna say it's the greatest, but it's still pretty good. Well, I mean, with the amount of people who are complaining and bitching about the Xbox One being online only, obviously, you obviously have to have a lot of places for crap internet. Well, for it, that so not to work. It wasn't the idea. The, the idea wasn't that you know our internet's bad, so we can't use it. The, the idea is you're ostracizing a lot of people because it's not like everyone has robust enough internet to handle what the Xbox was going for. And that, the fact that without internet, your Xbox ceases to function, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, but I mean, like, dude, it's the same, like, I mean, obviously put aside the, the cease functioning part, but like for, just for, um, Titanfall, I mean, if you don't have that robust internet, are you going to be able to play it very well online? No, and you know what? Actually, some statistics were released by PlayStation lately saying that 90% of uh, PlayStation 4 consoles sold, I think just in the U.S. or maybe globally, I don't know. But 90% of the PlayStation 4 consoles are connected to the Internet. Yeah, I, uh, but I also wonder like how much of that is like tied to people who can afford one at launch um, have the money for Internet. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, if you if you look at Europe, internet's pretty cheap here compared to the rest of the world. I mean, I'm paying the same price as most Americans pay for less than ten meg. I'm paying for seventy five. How much are you paying? Oh wow! I Just pay. In, man. I in. pay forty five pound a month, which is about seventy dollars, <laughs> and I and I get unlimited data, a minimum of seventy four meg download. Free international calls, free national calls, free mobile calls, uh, and all for that forty-five pound a month. Yeah, Korea wow. was about sixty bucks yeah. Canadian after after conversion ish, and you know, you know about. Do you mind if I change the topic slightly? You were talking about Korea having the fastest internet, yeah. Dane. England has just broke through recently with the fastest internet possible. <laughs> BT had did a test recently, and using current fiber optic lines, they have reached a speed of 1.4 terabits per second. What? They downloaded Whoa. 44 uncompressed HD films in a second. That's crazy. Well, what's the price of it, though? And oh. what? How widespread it's, would it be? It's, it's probably it's not extensive. consumable. No, it's not consumable yet. But they said the fact that. Because it's actually software based, it's no hardware involved in this. Uh, it uses weird, it uses software to do some weird stuff. I, I won't go into details here. But basically it won't cost any company any money to upgrade to this new service. Um, as long as they've got fiber optic lines down, which we have everywhere in England. Thank God for being oh. England. Um, yeah. They said it should. Be, it might take two to three years, but they're hoping to spread it around the whole of the United Kingdom. So that's going to be yeah, 
uh, like in Korea then, yeah. in the snap of a finger, because the whole country's basically fiber op. Same with us in the UK, pretty much everywhere's fiber optic now. Yeah. So, man, those PC bongs are going to be just packed now. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Well, they might have less people because they would have to download. They would have to wait for downloading. <laughs> no, no. Well, the, the PC bongs are so popular. It's because of the size of apartments, and so yeah. you can't really keep uh, like a computer room in your house or your apartment like you could in anywhere else in the world. So the PC bongs are so popular because of that, and they're so cheap. I mean, it's a dollar for an hour. Well. That's good. And you can do whatever you want. The games that you want to play are already on it. You like StarCraft, it's there. It's, you like Diablo, it's there. You like Warcraft, it's there. All the Korean uh, popular games, they're they're on the computer already. So you don't have to go and buy it yourself. Um, like, literally, there's a gaming store I went to in my city. And they just had uh stacks and stacks and stacks of useless CDs of StarCraft cuz people just well, buy them for the code for the PC box. They don't need the CD, they just need the code. So they have like literally hundreds of useless chunks of plastic. I just posted the link to the story in the oh. chat. Okay. But yeah. The, back to the internet thing for a second. Um I, this is actually something I'm about to write an article over as soon as we're, we're done here. I haven't yet, but by the time this is up, it'll be out, so no big deal. Um, Ooh, the future passed again. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been obviously some buzz going around about some sales figures from PlayStation lately saying that, um, you know, that their sales figures for January nearly doubled that of the Xbox One. Um, but that's, Especially significant because it means that PlayStation has reached their goal. Um, they had said, okay, by March, by the end of March, we're going to sell 5 million PlayStation 4s. Well, according to VG charts, they have sold 5.2 million so far, which is a huge deal. So back to the statistic I mentioned before about um, how 90% of PlayStation 4s were uh, connected to the Internet. That means that 10% are not. And if you take five, um, if you take five million, just five million, 10% of that is 500,000, uh, consoles. So 500,000 consoles not connected to the internet, you know, that's, that's a big number of people to leave out of your system if you're, if you're gonna go internet only. Right. Yeah, that is a big chunk of people. Mm-hmm. That, is um, that global or just North America? That I'm not sure of. Um, it doesn't say. Sad. Oh, global because, for the sales? Right. Well, the, yeah, the I think it's global. global. They didn't sell just 5.2 million in America. Not that'd at all. Be, that'd be amazing, but, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wait, where did they get this? I, I haven't found one myself. Where did they find all this? <laughs> Maybe that's why they've sold 5.2 million in America, because it's selling before it comes out. Yeah. They counted the sales from the future. Go charge this guy's credit card now and give it to him six months later. I have one question, though. Did these sales figures include the pre-orders? Because from my knowledge, this started 
back when um, the PlayStation launched in America on the 15th of November last year. And they were like, oh, we sold a million consoles in 24 hours. And they did not include the number, it was like 1 or 1.5 million of pre-orders. So, like, does this 5.2 million include the pre-orders? I I don't know. It might do. It might. If, if they're going with the whole... Well, I guess since... Well, I would have to say that because I, I honestly don't see them selling that many units in a month or two since the last figures came out for the system. You know, we had... We had Christmas and we had um, January sales in the UK. Yeah, but those figures already came out, didn't they? For for December. True, but what if I don't know? Maybe. Yeah, because so remember they said that in 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 December through January, technically the Xbox One outsold the PS4. Yeah, I remember reading that. So December. I would have to assume that this has to be globally. Or not not globally, uh since the the launch of the system. The five point two million? Yes. Five point two million is globally since the launch of the system. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, sorry, I'm oh. saying it, I think they're add it's it's added to the total of how much they've sold since the system launched. Or or are you talking about the um the doubling Xbox One sales thing? No, like you said how much they sold, you know. Globally, you know, the 5.2, I think that's adding what they've already had back in November and December and January as well. Well, of course. I mean, that's okay. the whole global sales. I was confused that's, if you were talking about this is what they sold in February. I was like, well, that's a lot. No, they did not sell 5.2 million consoles in February. They did not. There's no, like with their shipping, that they can't keep them on shelves. Like there's no way they sold that in one month. This is from the launch of the console until now. Let's just yep. all agree mm. that it's outsold the Wii U. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, what? No way. <laughs> well, actually, it hasn't, it hasn't just yet. Uh, the Wii U has sold 5.7 million so far, but it's closing in. Um, well, it's outsold in the UK. Yeah, that's significant <laughs> considering how long the Wii U has been out in comparison. Nintendo doesn't care about that. They're making all their money on the 3DS. That's true. 3DS says uh, 42.9 million sold. Yeah, catch up yep, with that. There you go. <laughs> to be honest, even 42 million isn't that huge of a deal compared to like the even the PSP did better, really. Mm-hmm. That's because the PSP had Monster Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> hasn't the 3DS got Monster Hunter? Now, just for reference, um, VG Charts also says the PS Vita has sold 7.5 million so far. And Xbox One has sold 3.4 million. And the comparison, like, uh, not too long ago we heard that um, PS4 had sold 4.2 million. And now they're at 5.2 million, so that's a whole million sold, right? In, in the month. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Xbox One, last we heard of them, they had sold 3.1 million, and now they're only at 3.4 million, so that's only 200,000 sold. Here's another interesting Vita thing. I read earlier this week in an article that I believe it was 70% of PS4 owners own a Vita as well. You should all own yeah. a Vita. All own yeah. a Vita. Buy which, one now. Which, which is kind of weird because if you look at the sales figures for the Vita and the PS4, you're like, well, how, do, how does that work, you know? 70% is a huge amount of people. The Vita's been out longer, though. So, like, 
Yeah. It makes sense because if, if the PS4 is at 5.2 million and the, and the Vita is at 7.5 million, so that means that there had only been a couple million sales before the PS4 came out, which is kind of sad, but reflects on where the Vita was as opposed to where it is now. It, it's it's a growing brand again, which, which is a good thing. Um, but, yeah, if, if 75%, let's see, 5 point... Uh, I need my calculator. 5... <laughs> Million two hundred thousand. We thought you were a math mathematician. Yeah. Here, <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> but why are you said that? Why so are you doing the math? Diversity and stuff, and you guys should yeah. just know this instantly. So, out of the five point two million people who own a PS4, three million, uh, three excuse me, three point nine million own a PS Vita as well. Mm-hmm. So that's a big deal. That's that's pretty good. Uh, Crossplay. Yeah. I must admit though. I was, uh, I think I'm the only person in the world that read that number and actually felt sad. For the Vita? Yeah. Because although it sounds like a good number, oh, 70% of the PS4 owners own a Vita. But then when you think of the other way, the fact that that shows you how badly the Vita's sold. The, yeah, the PS4, the, the attachment rate between PS4 and Vita is so close. It, it's, it's, doesn't bode well if it's if they they can't then go in say a couple of years time saying, oh well the PS4 sold thirty five million units but the Vita sold ten million then it'll be one in what was it like thirty forty percent of all PS4 on his own a Vita then. Well, how how long has Vita <laughs> actually been out? Uh, it's in a couple of years now. This has been like three years. It can't have been three years. At most, it just reached its two-year anniversary. Uh, we say the two, yeah, 2000, Vita. I don't know, 2011. Yeah. Yeah. When in 2011? December. Well, that was, yeah, that was for Japan, and then the rest yeah. of the world got it in, like, February, if I remember, like, 2012. It, Wikipedia so says, can, can you, uh, I can't even say it now, Canada got it in October, supposedly. Ooh. Yay. Guess it's CA's Canada. Yeah, Canada. Yep. So it's been out for about two years, and how many sales does it have? Seven point some million. Yeah. Seven point five, the Vita. So it's still about three point seven five million a year. That's mm-hmm. not too bad for a system that doesn't have a Pokemon. But the thing about it is, you're, <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is, you're dividing it evenly. But yeah. the the thing about it is, the Vita's only picked up since the um, launch of the PS4. So the vast majority of this comes from November 15, 2013, or, or maybe a little bit before until now. So um, before that, you know, there before that there was only, um, well, let's see, if 3.9 million own a Vita now and a PS4, so then 5.2 minus 3.9, that's only... Uh, 1.3 million in total before the PS4, and I know that's 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 a really rough number. Uh, don't don't write that in stone or anything, but um, that that's that kind of indicates that the PS4, the, excuse me, the PS Vita sales were extremely low um, in comparison to how they are now before the PS4 came out. Well, I don't think it has anything. A lot. To, uh, the PS4 has something to do with it because of the crossplay and the fact you can use the Vita as a controller, um, especially the new ones, which was really sweet at TGS. I did. I totally yeah. forgot I was using the Vita as a controller. It felt better than the controller itself. But 
when the Vita first came out, it was still fighting with the PSP. Because all the games would be PSP and PS Vita. So yep. if you already have a PSP, why do you need to get a Vita if I can just get this game on the PSP? Um, and so all the potential the Vita had wasn't really tapped into. And I think now that the PSP is basically done and things are just going to be Vita only, hopefully, uh, I think the Vita sales will definitely start to go up, especially in tandem with its use with the PS4. So, because the thing about Nintendo is, like, Nintendo, when they make their new system, they basically shut off making games for the previous systems, right? Yeah. So, but Sony kind of doesn't do that. So, like, if you want, you know, Pokemon XY, you're only going to get it on the 3DS or whatever it was before that. Um, You're not going to get it on the 3DS and the DS. So, excuse me, it forces people to have to, to buy the new uh, handheld for Nintendo. Yeah, but see, that's the difference between Nintendo and Sony. They have the games to sell that system, but Sony doesn't. Okay, guys, can I have a minute to try and sell people and tell Sony what they need to make to make the Vita sell? Pokemon. Can I have a minute? Can I have a minute? Pokemon. Go right ahead. <laughs> I want to say, bring back... I brought, I've said this many times in the past. Bring back Monster Rancher. Uh, and have it Pokemon-y style, but to go with today's AR sort of, um, have an AR system where you can, because sk- before Monster Rancher on the PS1, if you put a disc in, it uses some data from the disc to create a random monster. So you, every, you can put CDs in from music, different music, different games, and you still get different monster created. What they could do is use the camera on the back of the Vita so you can scan barcodes to unlock special monsters in the game. You could also sell cards and figures which will also unlock bonus monsters so that will be another sale for Sony. Um, and it would also have the capture more sort of drive of Pokemon. As long as you give it a good storyline I think it could sell a lot. I'd buy it. The problem with Monster Rancher though is it, it's, it's really died down. Sense, so that whereas Pokemon is just riding the wave of high. It might have died down, but it could still be something that could sell the Vita. Even if even the people don't even know what Monster Rancher is, they'll go, "Oh, it's a bit like Skylanders." I would think Digimon would be a better choice right now. Yeah, I was going to say Digimon just because I think it's you know it's more well known than Monster Rancher, and they still have you know anime that's broadcasting in Japan and. That uh, and it's localized for the US. I don't know who owns the right to Digimon though. Totally. Uh, yeah, Bandai. I just say because at least with Monster Rancher it could be exclusive. Possibly. Well, Monster yeah. Rancher is Namco Bandai as well. So both True. could be exclusive. Yeah. There Crossover. Crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Monster Mom. Man, I'm still waiting for my Fire <laughs> Emblem SMT crossover. That's going to be sweet with my Wii U for one game. Here's my uh, system seller. My system seller for the Wii U is Hyrule Historia. I think it is. Hyrule, something like that. Yeah. You know, the new Dynasty Warriors um, Legend of Zelda oh, game. Yeah. yeah, I want a Wii U just for that. You see that right there? <laughs> People will buy that game simply because it has a link in it. Honestly. Well, I, I want to buy it. People want a new Zelda. 
they, that game will sell millions and millions of copies because Link is in it. I mean, Soul Calibur 2, the GameCube version outsold the other two simply because it had a Link in it. When they came out, so that just shows you how powerful Nintendo's characters are. Like, they can put Link in any game at this point and it will sell millions of copies. Make a Tetris game, know. put Link in it, and it'll sell millions of copies. See, know, I think there'll be a limit to what they can put Link in. I, I, I think a, a hentai no. based game might push a few people to not buy I'm it. I'm sure a lot no, of people would still I'm just buy saying, it. I'm just saying in general, Nintendo has that appeal about their characters that they can sell whole systems just on those characters. But a lot of their power Sony doesn't and have that anymore. Sony used to have that. They don't have that anymore. A lot of Which their power in that regard, though, comes from nostalgia. So, but there are there are new gamers coming into this. New, I mean, kids love video games. So, how can and that's probably where they're getting into some trouble here because a lot of people are saying, "Okay, we're tired of seeing the same franchises again and again and again and again. We need something new." So, you know, how I think nostalgia is lost on a newer generation of gamers. And so they need to find a way if they want if they really want to stick with the same characters, they need to find a way to get those new gamers to have um you know have moments with those characters where they create that nostalgia. Or there's gonna be some pro- like like Ben said, there's there's a limit to what they can do with the same characters again and again. And before people, especially newer gamers, start to get bored because they're not going to buy into it for nostalgia. They're going to be into it for the game. You know, they want a good game, and if they start seeing the same characters again and again, well, you know, that might mean something different to them than it does to um, older gamers. So then would you go and say, like, okay, Mario has been, you know, a platformer for years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Mario had one change, well, not one change, he's had multiple changes in, in genres, but you had Super Mario RPG, right? On the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo. Would, Square Enix. Woo! Yeah. If, if they re, if they did another Super Mario RPG or even a Zelda RPG, turn-based, would that re, get people thinking about the franchises more? Or in a different way? Would it appeal different audiences? If they were to make another, another one of the Mario RPG games? Yeah, like say, well not even Mario, take like Zelda for example. You know, Zelda's been a third person adventure game for, uh, especially nowadays, you know, since the 64, you know, third person adventure game. Now they're doing the, you know, the, the Dynasty Warriors type game now. Like, if, if they went and did a turn based, you know, party, you know, party system with Zelda characters, well, would that appeal to more people? Well, the thing is, they already do stuff like that. I mean, you have Mario, which is, at its origins, a platformer, okay? And then they take it and, you know, they do all sorts of different type of platforming games, like, you know, they have Paper Mario and Mario 3D. Then you have racing games. You have Mario racing Sonic at the Olympics, for crying out loud, you know? (laughs) That makes me sad. Uh, Sorry, (laughs) I have to jump in here, but that whole thing makes me sad, because I'm sorry, but Sonic... Would win. There's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no competition here. Why does Sonic not get out of this freaking car and just run? That's what Backwards. he does. I, <laughs> in his in his cartoon, he raced a Formula One car backwards, like making fun of the driver just running backwards in front of his Formula One race car. Like, why can he not beat Mario doing the same thing? But, anyway. <laughs> I just want to say, sorry, Ben. Sorry, why we're talking about this. I just want to say something. 
I'm not. I don't think I'm supposed to talk about this, but screw it. I will anyway. I'm. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this. But did you? It, in some of the original builds of Sonic Racing, Sonic was not actually in a car. He was actually racing on foot. But because of a few issues with the graphical engine in the original uh, sort of alpha build, they had to actually put him in the car because they had trouble um, animating his legs uh, while sort of running really fast for some reason. I'm not sure all the details because I get I didn't work for them, so I don't know all the details. It's only from sources I know. Um, but yeah, so originally there might have been a Sonic racing game with Sonic two racing on foot. Mm-hmm. Well, but, yeah, and and my point is that they they already do things like that. They they take their same characters and just stick them in different types of games. And, you know, for a little while, it's like a little refreshing. Oh, you know, this is an RPG game with Mario in it. That's kind of cool. But, again, how far are they going to go with that as opposed to making a new franchise and giving people new uh, new forms of nostalgia with new types of games? You know, how, how, far, how far can they push those same characters, just sticking them into different types of games like that? Well, it worked no. for twenty years so far, so yeah. it's starting. Yeah. It's starting not so, to work anymore. So, would you say anymore. that it'd be better? So, so then Nintendo's yeah. the problem. Then, like, would, would you think that they'd be more successful giving their characters to other studios to make now instead? Like, do you think other studios would be able to reinvent Mario? In not a different the thing is, I don't think Mario needs too much in the way of reinvention. I think they just need to um, find a way to make him fresh. I, I don't think that Mario... I don't think that they should sell off their characters, because the thing is, and Sony has said this before, um, Nintendo fills a niche in the gaming industry that um, neither Sony nor um, Microsoft can or, or do, you know, because, you know, they, they have lighthearted family games, they get new gamers in, they're we, the we got gamers into the gaming industry that never would have picked up a console before, okay? And, and they, they, they have this niche in the gaming industry that the other two can't. So it would be a mistake for them to sell off their properties and whatnot. But I think what they need to do is they need to stop relying on the same characters for so long and the same kind of thing over and over again for so long. You know, I'm kind of the same I mean, idea as you, Glenn, but I think it's more the fact that that's all they have at the moment, at least in the, the Western world. Because, like, you know, the before the Nintendo 64 didn't sell super great, the GameCube didn't sell super great, the Wii, well, that was a lot of thanks to Wii Sports. But as we see with the Wii U, all it really is is they have their core games of here's your Mario, here's your next Zelda, maybe here's a Metroid. And then Sonic is getting some loving because of some perverse demonic deal that has <laughs> the hedgehog there instead of on Sony yeah. for some reason. Well, um, there's going to be a Sonic like, game next year, so keep an eye for that. Yeah, but still, if you compare it to the uh, even the Wii or the Wii or the Super Nintendo or the Nintendo is the fact they had such a diverse pool of games that. Uh, 
you, they're not just relying on the plumber the whole time. Yeah. So I think, and and also like for example, Pokemon is on the is on the D- 3DS. So it's not like that's helping the consoles out at all. I mean, because if you put Pokemon on the on the console, uh, that would take some pressure off of Mario to perform. So if they made an MMO Pokemon game, I would buy it so fast. Oh, see, see, oh, see there, there's, there's the magic right there, man. That game alone will destroy Sony and Microsoft for a long time. Pokemon? Yeah. A Pokemon MMO on the Wii U. Oh, it would... Well, I don't know about that, because MMOs on consoles, you know, a, a Pokemon MMO would find its home on PC more than on console, I think. Because... I don't know, I think it'd be perfect for console. Uh, Either way, it's you got to look at the microtransactions, Dan. Man, like, well, you start live Pokeballs. If you want to catch them all, that's like seven hundred and thirty-eight Pokemon. Oh, ninety-nine cents per new ball. Good, good luck with that. You know, <laughs> microtransactions get them billions. Oh no, I don't think the micro microtransactions the normal Pokeballs, but I think it'll be the Master Balls. I think well, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, general, the microtransactions for that game alone will put them in the positive probably in the first week. Well, even if they don't even do Pokeballs, what they could do is the, um, who's, sorry, I'll be quiet, who's talking? Silence. No I can one. hear someone. Uh, anyway, that's me, I can hear myself. ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Ben's uh, talking to me. Guys, are you being haunted? <laughs> is there a ghost? Is she, uh, is anyway, it a- what I'm going to say was, um, even if they don't sell Pokeballs as microtransactions, they could easily sell the contest gear. You know, the, um, like the beauty gear, like the the bows, the ribbons. You know, have if you have an online contest system, and then sell all the uh, some sell some of the design stuff as at DLC. I think that would sell a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or sell stuff like stuff like that. Yeah, you can have your own house online and sell some of the, the furniture. <laughs> really, I yeah. man, microtransactions for the win, everyone. We love to hate them, but then we keep buying them. In, exactly. in general, yeah. I, I feel like I, I disagree with this whole thing about MMOs on consoles to begin with. Like, I don't, I don't like that DCUO, DC Universe Online, is on a console. You know, I don't care for the fact that Elder Scrolls Online is coming to a console, like, because an MMORPG is really centered around, uh, having everyone online in one world. And, um, you can make it work, like Destiny, I think, is, is gonna work because it's designed that way. But if you start taking MMOs, and you, you, you can't really type to people, uh, chances are you're not gonna talk to people that much. You know, so so how how do you communicate with all these other people around you? you know? Well, I the, use Wii, the Wii U, yeah, and there's also like the Wii U controller is perfect for that with the screen, right? The Wii U could have a touchscreen control, uh, touchscreen keyboard. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I think if, if any console is going to do it well, it's going to be the the Wii U because of the gamepad can have so many of the the other you know additional functions and stuff on the screen yeah. communication keyboard. Uh, I think I it would know. be a big mistake not to launch a Pokemon RPG, uh, a Pokemon MMORPG on, on PC. You know? Why not just launch on both the Wii U and PC? Yeah, like, PC would have to be part of it. 
you would you would ostracize a lot of people by not putting it on PC as well. Or, or although by the same token, more people would probably buy a Wii U. Exactly. You got to remember those stuff. And you said about the world's being split, but you got to think about um, games like Pharmacy 14, where it's PC, PS3, and PS4 on the same world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so that, not that's not going to fly because PC. Uh, frankly, a keyboard and mouse has an advantage in in combat or things well, like that. PS3, a PS3 version of Pharmacy 14 already has crossplay with the PC. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You guys and your MMOs segregation. Just yeah, I thought we're supposed to be diverse here. We're talking about <laughs> segregation. Shame to view people. Okay, so so we're blaming a lot of Nintendo's failures right now, from what it sounds like, on their first party titles and not being able to innovate them and push them forward. And, any new direction. I don't think it's innovative. I think they're doing fine. It's just they have nothing else but them in the West. I mean... Yeah, I think their biggest problem isn't that those guys are there. It's just that there there isn't a lot of diversity in their game library. You know, you don't... You can have Mario and you can have Zelda and you can keep doing that, but if that's all there is, you know, as you, as you can see, people aren't going to be that interested in it. You know? Okay, so so let's think alternate reality time. If Nintendo had a system right now that was as, powerf- as powerful as the Xbox One and PS4, it had the same type of games coming out, plus Nintendo's first-party lineup, would they be in the lead in sales right now? Well, yeah, because... Well, would you say that this alternate universe also had the console out a year before? Oh, <laughs> uh, sure, why not? Then yes. Oh, no, no then it yes. came out around the same time. They all came out around the same time. Then yes, I think that Sony and Nintendo will be close together, but I think Nintendo would be ahead slightly. I disagree. I think that... I don't think that... um, You know, if Nintendo has similar games plus those guys, you know, it would would really come down to the features of the console. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, if they're going to do a gamepad or or, or something like that, I don't think that's going to be a console seller. I think um, your your questions your questions really specific, but the thing is, if Nintendo were in that position, I think the entire landscape would change. I mean, Sony would look differently at how it's marketing its PS4, you know, yeah. and, and the features might be slightly different on the PS4 to better compete with Nintendo, and you know, so it, it's really hard to answer that question. But um, if if you're if you're looking at the Wii U. Like if you're saying the Wii U itself, as the Wii U is, is more powerful, is more powerful now um, to make it on par with the PS4 and the Xbox, um, Xbox One, and um, it has the it has similar games except the Nintendo things. I don't think that Nintendo will be ahead. I think it'll be kind of close to the PS4, but um, I think the PS4 will be ahead. What's this think? What what? Did you just fall asleep? <laughs> <laughs> Are you still um, drunk? We're, we're talking about no. Uh, we're talking about Nintendo and go home, artist. You're drunk. <laughs> Nintendo system coming out same time as PS4, or Xbox. Yeah, right? and just that... as powerful as the PS4 and Xbox, yeah. would they be the leaders? Notice, notice that he doesn't deny that he was drunk. Just, just putting that. <laughs> Are you drunk on oh, the podcast, Ernest? I am not. I am not drunk. Are you hungover? Um. 
What were you I'm and Kyle hungover, doing actually. last night? That's between me oh, and okay. <laughs> We don't judge. Oh, we don't judge. I mean, Ellen Page oh, came out as a lesbian, so, you know, we can't judge. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Didn't you hear that story? Well, Maybe I only yeah. heard it because I'm Canadian yeah. and so is she, but Ellen Page, the girl from uh, oh, I had Beyond that story. Two Souls, I had, yeah. she came out as a lesbian. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Her boyfriend must be really pissed off right she, now. Did she have a boyfriend? Did she have a boyfriend? Oh. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> I know. Mm. Well, maybe no, she's a Ellen, she's a boyfriend. Right. <laughs> wait, wait. No, this is not a poor, that is not a poor boyfriend. That is a boyfriend who woke up and had, oh my god, my guy likes, my girlfriend likes women as well. Ding, no, ding, ding, she's not bi, she doesn't like, she doesn't like women as well. It's just, it's just like a, just a heavy thing to, you know, have to, have to come to terms with after Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny funny timing for that. So here's here's to go on a completely different note. Let's put the Xbox aside. Um someone was someone on my Facebook actually made this comment about why do we care that she's gay? And <laughs> and also didn't it seem pretty conspicuous a time that like her career is going somewhat into obscurity. And then she just pops out and says, "Hey, look, I am gay," and put gets the spotlight back right on, right back on her. What do you guys think about that? I think that's, I think that's an, an instant connection there. You know, I think that, you know, would she have, would she have bothered, you know, coming out as gay if her career were not. Um, becoming less prominent now, you know, it, it's hard to say for sure because I don't know her. I, I don't know Ellen Page. I don't know what kind of person she is, but, um, it feels to me like it would be something that, um, she or her, her agents or her staff are, are having her do, um, to kind of keep her relevant in today's changing society. I don't know, but she has a huge role. She has a huge. She's in a huge movie this year, so it's not yeah, like she's, she's not... in the X Men. So yeah, is she? Yeah, yeah. she's Kitty Pride. So, she is yeah, yeah. So I don't much... understand why she'd be like out of relevance. Shows how much I know. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. but she really had to be talked into returning as Kitty Pride. That's the problem. In that case, yeah. I, I retract <laughs> my earlier comment. <laughs> I mean, how big of a role is she exactly going to have in that movie, though? That's the thing. Probably not a big one. Because well, Kitty no, Pride no, isn't a big cut, character. They cut Anne Pack's role from the entire movie, and they're going to add it into the special features. She plays Rogue in the movie. So don't expect to see Rogue in that movie at no, all. Kitty Pride has the biggest plot of the whole game, really. The whole movie, should I say, because the movie's about time travel, and she's the one huh. that enables time travel to happen. So she's she, one of the most important characters in that storyline, the Days of Future yeah. Past storyline. But yeah. they're making it more about Wolverine than anybody else. Well, to be fair, most of the Marvel movies have just been Wolverine, X Men, Green and Red. Really yeah. be in that movie. Yeah. But he's going to be—he's the one who travels back in time, which is not what happens in the comic book. Well, I've, I've read the comic book. What happens? 
Uh, pretty much, uh, the Sentinels destroyed the Earth, so they sent, uh, well, they destroyed the mutants and yeah. pretty much this, like, the world pretty much goes to crap after that, you know? So they decide to send, uh, Kitty Pride back to try to talk to the X-Men and warn them, warn them about what's going to happen. So instead of Kitty Pride going back, Wolverine goes back. It's gonna be Wolverine, yes. It's Wolverine. Uh, He's the best at what he does. For the and I, I can see why because this is technically Hugh Jackman said this is the last time he's going to play Wolverine. So is it? Oh, that sucks. That's what he said. Yeah. Uh, so who's going to play Wolverine in X Men Apocalypse? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't care about any. I'll, the only character I care about in that story is Cable. Someone so. not Canadian is going to play <laughs> the Canadian in X Men Apocalypse. <laughs> Probably, it's gonna be a British man, probably. Well, Hugh Jackman's Aussie, so, I mean, it's gonna be someone. It's just funny, we have a few Canadian characters that are super popular, but we can't get a Canadian to play it, except when we do have a Canadian in a role, it's, they're American. It's quite the, uh, kerfuffle. So, cause Rogue and, and Kitty Pride are played by Canadian actresses. But so was Iceman, I mm. think, as well. But the one Canadian character on the whole bloody cast is not even played by a Canadian. Or Deadpool, when he shows up <laughs> at some point. Deadpool's Canadian as well. What is it with us with having all yeah. the psychotic killers? Go ahead. <laughs> this goes back to exactly what I've been saying. You guys are the most secret country well, we in the are world. Weapon X program, man. <laughs> Weapon X. Wolverine, Sabretooth. Deadpool. Who knows what they're doing in Canada? I mean, you know, X Eleven, or it was called from the Origins uh-huh. movie as well. Nope, not Deadpool. No, not Origins. Because it wasn't. Yeah, Wolverine Origins with that female Deadpool there was thing. A female Deadpool. X Twenty One, wasn't it? X Twenty One. X Twenty One. X Twenty Three. X Twenty Three. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. mean, wait, it was Japanese? No, she was, yeah. she was in the uh, part of the Weapon X program as well, well wasn't she? She was in Marvel's Capcom okay. 3. Well, yeah. there is, um, yeah. Lady Yuriko from the, the, the cartoon series and stuff, who was Japanese. You said yeah. Two Claws, so it made it sound like it was her. Oh no, X-23 was also part of the Weapon X program. Yeah. I don't actually watch the movies that much, so. I'm just bitching for the sake of nationalistic bitching. Yeah, yeah female clone of Wolverine. That's gonna go really well. <laughs> A female clone of Wolverine. <laughs> wow. Speaking of feminism. <laughs> so, okay, speaking That's of feminism. There's nothing to do with feminism, but okay. <laughs> because... Uh, a lot of people are kind of upset because uh, Capcom just said that you know their PS4 free to play game deep down. Yeah, it's not going to have any female characters whatsoever in the game. So, and they're enraged about it, like they always are. Why? Because reasons. <laughs> equality, man. Equality. Bullshit. Boobs. Seriously, bullshit. <laughs> that equality speech. If they want equality. What's preventing them from making their own companies and making games? <laughs> Everything. I mean, no, I'm here all the time. It's the whole 
Anita Sarkeesian BS and all that stuff is just co-opting. Capcom is fronting the bill to make a game. That is the game they want to make. The market decides if, if people are going to buy it or not. It should not have to worry about if there's not enough women in it, oh, there's not enough blacks, there's not enough Asians, there's not enough Jews, there's not enough this. It's just there's a story they want to make, and then the market's going to decide if they like it or not. It's as simple as that. And if someone doesn't like it, well, they should front up and either try to work on their resume so they can get into one of these companies to make one of these games, or make their own company. I mean, there's there's rich women in the world. There's billionaire heiresses. Like, why aren't they just going to them and saying, hey, girl power, let's make our own gaming company and make out all these so-called female-friendly games and stuff like that. Maybe the market just doesn't want them. Who knows? You know, the fact that there's such an, you know, an, an outcry because... Oh, there aren't any female games. You know, if, if you're worried about that, you're playing video games for the wrong reasons. You know, if, if you're worried about, if you're worried about that in, in TV shows, you're watching TV for the wrong reasons. Just watch a show. Just watch a story. It's, it's not like, I, I hate when people have to, you know, they're making a, um, a movie about something that happens in like Lithuania. And they feel that they have to squeeze a black character in there or people will be upset at them because there's not a black character in like Lithuania in the 1960s or something like that. There's that, that's how it was in real life. Okay. I mean, just, just enjoy the story and quit counting, quit keeping tallies of how many races show up in the story. I I just, just I just find it funny that like, not even just with feminists, but with others. Who go on about like specifically race in games and how it always just seems to be a bunch of white people, but like, like we remember we had that in the second episode, the whole Dragon Ball Z, yeah, white supremacy thing. But like a lot of these games are made in Japan. I mean, what Ernest? You're Chinese. What is your skin color? I don't know. No, but like, look at your skin. What color is it right now? <laughs> In honesty. Um. Well, I'm like the tannest one in my family. But if but so. if someone's to see you, would they would they call you black? Would they call you red, green, purple? No. White, right? Your skin is white. Relatively, you're, yeah. You're, it's like you're a tanned white, white, but you're white. I mean, I lived in Japan. You lived in Japan for a week. I mean, right. I lived there for six months. Like, everyone's white in Japan. Screw this, like, oh, they're yellow or whatever nonsense. I mean, their skin is white. <laughs> I mean, of course, their characters are going to be white because Japanese people are white-skinned. I mean, it just makes common sense when all the, like, the majority of the games are made from Japan, at least, well, I'd say 50-50 now, but at least a decade ago. So it's just people just bitching and moaning about something they know nothing about because they want to co-opt it into something. And I bet the people who are complaining that there's no women in Deep Down aren't even going to buy the game to begin with. I can guarantee you half of them are probably just on the bandwagon just to be on a bandwagon. Also, when we're talking about bandwagons... Sorry, carry on. No, I was going to say, they did say they may release female characters in DLC bags. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, you can't, you, you can't win, oh, that, right? That's you even can't win because <laughs> there's no female characters, so they bitch. 
And then what happens? Oh, what is it? Battlefield are caught. Oh, they finally release a female character in yeah. that, finally. And now they're bitching because, oh, yeah. it's sexual violence because they're going to teabag, like, dead female characters and stuff. You yeah. can't win. You can't win. So the, the whole point is don't play the stupid game. Just make your game and be like, if I was, if I was whoever the developer was, the director, I'd be like, so are you going to buy this game if there were female characters? Then if yes, then give me your $60 now. If not, then piss off and just make your own game is really what I think. This is annoying, obviously, because I've been ranting about it for, I don't know, five minutes, (laughs) something, (laughs) right? And this is coming from a guy who wrote like four female characters in my novel. So, I mean... Did you write a story and you make characters that work in the story and you don't care what race they are or what nationality or what gender or sexuality or whatever? You just write it and does it fit? Yes. Does, does the story good? Yes. Are the mechanics good in the case of games instead of books? Yes. Then good. Go with it. And then you'll find your fan base if there is a fan base for whatever you want to write. And, you know, it's not like these developers went in and said, oh, forget it, we don't want female characters in our games because we're too, because, because men rule. You know, it, it's, it's not like they're, it's not like they're going anti, anti, what's the word? Anti-woman? Anti, anti-girl? Anti-feminist? <laughs> it's not like they're doing that, but everyone, you know, they say, oh, there's no, there's no girls, they must, they must hate women or something like that. And it's, it's just so, Asinine. It's it's ridiculous. Just well, okay. Perfect point. Who? What is the biggest game out right now with a female lead? If these people really gave a damn Tomb Ra- Tomb about that, no, that just came out. Right, <laughs> Lightning Returns, or even Tomb Raider. Pick your choice. Lightning Returns right. or Tomb Raider has a female character as a star. If these people really cared, then they would have bought that in spades. It would be the two biggest selling games of all time. Screw Pokemon, right? There's a billion or so women in the world. There would have, there'd be a billion sales for those games if it actually mattered. But it doesn't. They're not putting their money where their mouth is. They just want to open their mouths and bitch. You love this rant, don't you, Gary? Do you have this planned? Yes, I did. <laughs> well, speaking of the two, to add more fuel to your fire there. <laughs> the the reason more women haven't bought lighting returns is because of the provocative outfits that she wears in the game. They were oh, yeah, provocative outfits in like real life, man. <laughs> who do who are those ads for? They're not for men. They're for women. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fact. It's a fact. But it's not like they wear these they, they don't make these costumes for people to wear every day. So that you, don't even, you don't even need to use those costumes, though, man. I mean, I play the demo. There's, like, normal cost. Well, normal as in for video game normal, but, like, non-revealing costumes in it hell as my, well. Hell, my lightning right now is a cross-dressing character because she's wearing male clothes. I've got the Cloud <laughs> outfit, but, you know, for a male character, Cloud, and Siegfried. Oh, Siegfried. I don't have to say his Siegfried. name, actually. Siegfried. Those are two male characters. So right now my character's not, my lightning's not only a woman, it's a cross-dressing woman. See now, see the cross-dressing demographic should love it then. 
as well. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just don't get it. I just think it's, it's, it's just BS. It's just a whole bunch of PC nonsense BS. And I'd like to see them put their money where their mouth is for once. That's, that's my opinion. And I'm sure I just, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. Um, this is my t- All I can say is yeah. the idea. I'm writing having- some right now. Oh, I'm sure you are, Ernest. I've ruined your sensibility by calling you white instead of yellow or something. <laughs> Whatever will you do? I know. I'm just. Well, you know what? I'm damned if I do, anyways, because I'm a straight white male from Canada. So I'm the devil incarnate, as what the internet has told me this past year. So well, I'm a ghost white male from Britain. I'm, wait, so that means I'm slightly evil as well. Wait, wait, wait! The the, the internet's actually holding yeah. this. Have you, you, man? You gotta look at some of the stuff on on the internet, man. Tumblr, man. You don't want to go to Tumblr if you're a straight Ooh. white male. Uh seriously, <laughs> they they hate straight white males. There, it's the greatest thing. Like I have literally been told by people that I cannot be. Uh, racially abused or sexually abused because I am a white male. Apparently, I yeah, see. I apparently am just the devil. I am just uh, some type of rubber. Apparently, I'm made of rubber because everything is supposed to just be able to bounce off of me and stuff. And I'm privileged. I'm the most privileged person in the world, supposedly, just before a straight white female or something. Well, you do have free healthcare. Oh, no, we Woo! pay taxes. Yeah, but compared to well, compared America. To, hell, compared to South Korea, Canadian healthcare is crap. So, no, seriously, it's sad. <laughs> I go in when I was sick in South Korea. It's like a five-minute wait to see the doctor. Costs about two bucks, and I get about $3 worth of medicine. It's like $5 to go see a doctor and get and get medicine for, like, whatever. Well, to be fair, compared to UK, UK, that your hospitals are amazing. I still remember about three or four years ago when I'd been coughing so much that I'd actually started cough up blood. I, I was that ill. Anyway, uh, I'd, I'd gone to the doctors to check it out. Yeah, see if they said, you know, what was wrong. And he said, oh no, you're fine. You just got a bit of a, a bit of an allergy. You'll be fine. Mm. I was literally puking up and coughing up blood in front of him, and he said, yeah, you'll what? be fine. What were you allergic to? Your own organs? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I ended up going to another hospital. They said, "Oh yeah, you got you've got an infection in your lung." <laughs> so your own lungs. That's great. <laughs> Did you have a surgery you didn't know you had, and someone replaced your lungs? Well, either way, I got medicine. I'm fine now. I'm not died yet. But yeah, it was quite funny. The fact that you know they didn't even try and test anything. They just said, "Yay, you're just a bit. You're just a bit of a cold." be fine cough 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 blood cough cough you'll be fine just a bit of bleeding just dying a bit you'll be fine well I you never know I might get a twitter bomb at some point after my rant I might be dead in a week so we'll we'll find out it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when this goes live man I just wanna put my my two cents on it do you guys remember when they showed off Tomb Raider at E3 and there was that small trailer indication that yes. she might get raped in the game. And, like, the internet blew up about it. I don't know if you guys remember that. I have, oh, a, story yeah, I about, I have a story about that when you finish, actually. Don't know yeah, if I so, can remember so, that. 
so the, the internet exploded about the small indication that she might be raped in the game. Is that part when she's, you know, she gets caught and she's being tied up and the guy like glides her hair with his hand and people automatically assume that she's going to get raped in the game. And I remember because I talked to uh, this female friend of mine and she was like super pissed off about it. And I was like, oh my God, get over it. And and the, the one thing that I, I told her is like, if you were a female on an island full of crazy, you know, psychotic male killers, what do you think is going to happen in real life to you? You're probably going to get raped, right? And the reason I said it, and I'm not trying to be rude or in any way like that, it's a, that's just the reality of what might happen to you. So if they're trying to show that in a game, you shouldn't hate them for, for doing that. Because that that's something that will happen to to a character like Laura Croft, you know. Obviously, it didn't happen in the game, but I just I, I remember the Internet Explorer, and and I remember they said that there's nothing like that in the game. But I have this feeling that they may have edited some parts out of the game to to make it look less like that was going to happen in the well, later trailers. Okay, I'm going to get a lot of heat for this because it it's this is gonna. I'm going to take a lot of heat. I'm going to get a lot of heat but, as well. But it just well. looks stupid. I'm, I'm it looks really stupid the way they did it. Because when I because I played the game and okay they they had that whole controversy, and then just the way he's getting fresh with her, and then goes and chokes her. It's like that looks so stupid the way they did it. Like who's really? Doesn't it just make you think that they edited it yeah. that way? I, I mean, yeah, it, it should have been edited felt. something more realistic. It's just so out of the blue. But, and then also, and this isn't the story I was going to talk about, but just as an aside to this, I mean, this is again the whole thing why it's just a bunch of crap. What if it was a guy? What if it was a, what if it was a guy? Like, if it was a woman <laughs> doing that to a guy, or a guy doing it to a guy, would, would it evoke the same reaction? It's just a double standard. It's just hypocrisy. I mean, it, I think I if it was... I think it would have thrown out a more comedic reaction. Well, I mean, it's not the same thing, it. and it's just yeah. it's just BS, and it ruins the story. Who knows what could the story could be? But before I let you, before I forget what I was going to say, um, you, you, I'll give you a second, Ben. Um, I enjoy the complete hypocrisy of the writer for that game because the writer is a woman. Uh, I didn't know that at the time, but I found that out when. Kojima had his whole crazy um, problem with his character, right? Because she, because of the way she's all clothed, like she's only yeah. wearing basically a bikini. And the writer for Tomb Raider got up on Twitter about it and and stuff like that, and was taking the moral high road about oh this isn't right or I forget exactly what she was quoting, but someone said the best thing that could have been said and said like you know isn't this how everyone jumped the gun about your game and what happened with Tomb Raider she's doing the exact same thing to him that everyone did to her <laughs> and her story I mean it's just it's just you know keep the, the gender racial sexual orientation BS out of games and just let people uh, make the game they want to make Ben go take it away well, first thing I want to say, oh, well, I was, this is the second thing I was going to say, I'll say it first now. I agree, if it was a, uh, a man tied up about to be raped by a woman, 
I think it would st- the women would still complain that it's sexist because it's showing women in a way that they don't want to be shown. Yeah. I actually think there'll still be complaints about the woman's side here, even though the man is getting raped. No, no, he he's fine. He, he's getting to have sex, so he doesn't know. Who cares about that man? Who cares? Oh, look at her. She's in a bit of skimpy outfit. Oh, look at her. Oh, she's got a bra on. Oh, controversy. Um, and what else I want to say about the whole scene about um, Lara getting raped. Um, that never got shown. And there was only very slight indication of it happening, possibly. And if, if it did happen, it happened in your head. You're the one that thought it was going to happen. It was your idea. So you're the one who wanted it to happen in the first place because it just cut to black from what I remember. We never saw it, so you're thinking about it, not the game. Well, I agree with a lot of what's been said here, but that feels a little loose because <laughs> that... Have you ever heard of the... um What's it called? There, that it was this song that was really popular on YouTube um, that that makes your mind go to dirty places without actually going there itself. Uh, like there once was a farmer who lived on the dock or something like I don't know. But anyway, the the thing is, the content is guiding your mind to a certain place. Okay, whether if you throw something, your hand guides it to fly in a certain direction. So if 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 content starts um, going somewhere, then it's designed to guide your mind into a certain direction. So it's hard to say, well, it's your fault for thinking that because, well, it's the content that made me think that, you know? Yeah, but if so, you weren't, even with... God damn, I can hear myself yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, remember who lived on a rock. I've got to find that song. Oh, the Assumption song. Yeah. The Assumption uh, song. Have you heard the uh, Assumption song? No, I haven't. No, but I need to look up now. Yes, you do. Yeah, okay, so so, do you guys think that because of the controversy that happened with that trailer and where people's minds went to, that they edited some scenes out of that probably. game? Now, does she get raped yeah, in the probably. game? Obviously not, because the game is rated M and not adult. But is there something, yeah. like, a little more sexual happening? Uh, Could have been. This is just speculation. But who knows? I've never actually finished the game yet. I don't even know what other surprises are coming up. But uh, who knows? I mean, look at look at Hotline Miami too. I mean, that game could be censored or things taken out because of of some of the stuff going on in it. But uh, with one of the scenes that supposedly the guy saves a woman from a rape or something. In it, I forget. It was Ernest. We were talking about this on the podcast before, on Unchained, like in the summer. Or were you for, there for that? I don't uh, know if but, I was there. Um, for that. But again, but on a, on a different matter, like how? Just think about it. How? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Numb. Numb's not the word, but it's close enough. Are we to death? That like. A rape is worth desensitized. Thank desensitized. you. Like, you know, it doesn't matter like l- which game it is. Like we're killing tons and tons and tons and tons of people, blowing their brains off, doing any chainsaw on them to death, dismembering them, all this other stuff. I mean, when did rape become worse than murder? And I'm gonna get so flamed for that. But really, 
Think about it. This is interesting because this is something, I'm a mass communications major here. And so we talk a lot about media law and media ethics and, and, and where media is going. And we were actually talking about things like this because what I said in class that day was, um, media keeps trying to surprise us. Like there was a time when half the stuff here would drive people crazy. They'd be like, what the heck are you showing? people what are you doing what are what are we showing our children and, and now it's just not a big deal it's just not a big deal anymore. We're, we're desensitized to it because we see it all the time and, and of course there's a difference between seeing it in a video game and seeing it in real life that that kind of shows that at least there is still some humanity left in people yeah. <laughs> but but to tell the truth i mean game developers and, and movie producers and book writers they keep trying to surprise us because that's where the money is. That's how you make a good story. You, you, you surprise the audience and you take them somewhere they didn't expect. And it's harder and harder to do that nowadays while still keeping things on the up and up. It's, it's so much easier to surprise an audience by taking them somewhere that's crazy and violent and, and they didn't expect it. And so we see a lot more of this now, now. And the more we see, uh, the more they try to surprise us, the more they try to shock us. And so we keep seeing this, and and now it's just the norm. You know, now it's just the norm. Oh, you know, no one no one gets shot, no one gets hurt. Well, then it's not a good action movie, or it's not a good action video game. You know, and and so I'm I really don't want rape to be the next big thing. I seriously don't, and I, and I seriously doubt it's going to go that way at least anytime soon. Well, outside of Japan, um, outside, <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean. The fact is we could start seeing stuff like this happen a little more because um, much unfortunately human beings suck sometimes and and rape happens. And um, so to to tell the truth, even I, even me as I'm saying this, to think that people are like, oh, you know, you know, it's sexist to include things like rape. That's ridiculous. Okay. It happens. It, It happens. It shouldn't. And I'm upset that it does, but it happens. And the fact that it's in a story shouldn't be a huge sexist, anti-feminist deal. But it does happen, and it's, I guess, it's just another way that someone's trying to shock us, that someone's trying to get us invested and intrigued into what's going on into their story. And it keeps things from being as realistic as possible sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's like what you said, Gary. I mean, when you told your friend, if that was real life, what do you think was going to happen? Exactly. That is what would happen to you. I'm sorry to say. It sucks. I don't want it to happen like that, but reality is that's what would happen. And it shouldn't. Like, just, I, I want to be really clear with that statement because that's, that's really controversial. Um, there, when, when we're talking about rape, there's always, you know, the idea of, okay, a woman goes out in a skimpy outfit. Is it her fault she gets raped? Me? No. It's not. It's not. It's, it's some stupid guy who can't keep it in his pants, okay? But the thing is, if you don't want to... What what we're saying here is if you don't want to meet that idiot guy, okay, then just be smart about how you present yourself. Because, yes, it is his fault, but that doesn't mean you need to go out and, and you know, act like you want to be the, the next person on his list just because he's stupid. Poking the okay? bear. I mean, I saw I saw a uh, YouTube video that actually talked about that point exactly. It's probably the best point, the best 
description ever. And it was literally like, it was, I forget the name of the video, but it was something like, don't teach them to rape or something. Like, don't teach them to rape, end quote. I think was the name of the video. But it was just this, like, because there's this whole campaign out now about teaching, quote-unquote, men not to rape. Uh, but he, like, went through the whole argument and kind of showed how laughable it is because how is that don't teach people how to steal or don't teach people how to murder working and stuff like that? And also, if you, like, if you, like, an example he gave himself is like he likes the wild like wildlife or he likes to go like bird watching or something he was doing but it ends up taking him through like tiger territory so you know you're gonna have to take a risk if you're gonna do something it's like well i could go but i'm gonna be risking getting mauled by a tiger so like what you said glenn it's like i could go to the party dressed like this Which means I have to go through this really bad neighborhood where there's all these sketchy people. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Women, listen. Any woman listening to this podcast, listen to the sound of my voice right now. Okay. Yes. Sexy voice. (laughs) My my sultry tones. No. um, Any woman listening to this right now, just seriously, just be smart about how you present yourself. Okay? Because, yes, you're beautiful and you can dress beautiful. But, you know, just, just, just please be smart, okay? Cause that, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, it's never your, it's never the victim's fault for getting raped, okay? But just, don't, just like Dane was saying, like, don't go into a, a neighborhood of sketchy people dressed a certain way, you know, because that's inviting stupid stuff to happen. And, and we don't want that. Same goes for the guys. Don't Same take, goes. don't take drinks from women you yeah. don't know. Because yeah. men, men get assaulted <laughs> just as much as women do. Assaulted. People have this mindset, oh, you know, it's a guy, so his, his brain is fueled by thoughts of sperm and eggs, so he, he must, whatever sexual <laughs> thing happens eggs. to him, he must be down for, and that's just not the case, okay? Just treat, just treat each other like human beings, okay? People is this too much to People treat each ask? other right. Is this too much to ask? Yes. It is. Dude, this is a heavy show. Yeah, this is the best show ever. Hey, I had to make this epic before I was gone for four months. Yeah, four months for four weeks. So (laughs) so that way I'm not kicked off the show. When we started this, we did not have an idea that we would do a racial diversity podcast about actual racial diversity (laughs) and about rape and whatnot. Like, whoo! It's, we gotta, we gotta go with where the, where the viewers want. The viewers want hard hitting topics that deal with hard hitting issues in the gaming industry. Yeah. Right? Right, Ernest? The boy you know. I think Ernest died on us. Ernest. <laughs> Ernest. Ernest is dead. Ernest. Is Gary still here? Gary's still here. Ernest, I don't know what happened. Is Gary still here? I'm still here, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Gary, do you have another talking point that you're going to get me to rant on about for 20 minutes? <laughs> Was that only 20 minutes? Uh, I'm giving a conservative estimate. It's probably a good half an hour. No, but now I know which buttons to push. It's good. Well, I did a degree <laughs> in sociology, right? My When I went to university, I did a double major, history and sociology, a minor in English, and then... 
did my teaching degree. And so obviously what happens a lot in sociology at a school that's like 65% women, women's studies and all of that good stuff. You want, I mean, it's just, ah. Uh, Dad, you want to hear something stupid about British universities? I, I don't know if this is, this is still true. I know this was a couple of years ago now. Do you want to know a stupid fact about British universities? Do you want to know? Uh, what is the stupid fact? There, they don't, you don't have one? No, there are some, there were some universities that have signs in the male's toilets telling men how to use a toilet. Oh. That's really sad. There's a sign, there's actually a sign showing you stand like this and pee like this and it says yes. And then it shows a picture of someone stood on a toilet and it says no. Uh, one stood on his head. No. One stood on a sink. No. Okay, let me show you this. That just reminded me of this. I, I, I apologize for was that. Was that in a dorm or was that just at, at the university? If it was in a dorm, you know what? I could kind of get it because they do crazy, stupid stuff. No, I think it's when at, they're drunk. actually in the university in the, in the toilets. Yeah, but like, I mean, the dorm toilets at the university or like the university proper? The actual proper. Oh, okay. yeah. That- that reminds me of this thing from the Sochi Olympics. Um, the, the, the toilets are becoming a, a thing here. Is it? Is you're pushing Gary's button now? No, I'm not. This is actually I'm, I'm linking it to you guys. There were these warnings that were found, like you know how you have the the, the black silhouette man, and it shows it six different warnings, six different things on how to use a toilet and. It shows, okay, the black guy's sitting there on, on, the, on the toilet and there's nothing. And then the other five have red X's over it. So apparently you're not allowed to stand and pee in the toilet. You're not allowed to, like, front of the toilet or, like, do some weird form of Pilates in front of the toilet. You're not allowed to fish in the toilet. Like, it, it shows this man <laughs> so wet. And he has a fishing rod in the toilet. And he's just standing there fishing. Just... So... These pictures actually look like the one that was in the university one. Wait, 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 wait. You know what's the best one is the one right after that. Please do not flush toilet paper down the toilet. Put it in the bin provided. So you mean after I wipe my dirty butt, I got to put it in that bin and let it stink up the place? Yes, so. (laughs) But um, this was actually debunked because these ones aren't from... uh, That one's not from Sochi. And neither is the one just below it, which is a toilet with three chairs in front of it, like an audience. (laughs) I was gonna say, Gary, man, what's with your country? Those, those are from Russia, but they're not from Sochi. Trying to save one could be interesting. Kind of not a cog sewage system or anything. Man, sometimes you find fish. You don't know. (laughs) Really? Are you joking? So the next topic on the racial diversity. (laughs) Actually, I do have a topic for you, Glenn. I got one for you, Gary. It could kind of work with a bit. Because of the Russian angle, but because we were talking oh about, you know, when I was talking about the whole gender thing, we we're also talking about race, and so, you okay. know, how, as a black man, does it bother you right. that there's a lack of black characters in games? Because I know when I was talking with my buddy Daniel, uh, he's ethnically Korean, but he's American, American born, but he's Korean ethnically. He actually found it. He actually got sleeping dogs a little more because the main character was Asian. Uh, so what, what, is, what is your mm-hmm. take on that? Now, um, as a black guy goes, 
Um, I, I'm not your average black guy. I'm, I mean, I'm not that serious. Six feet five or something, man. <laughs> I feel six seven even I'm more. Six, seven. I play basketball. You're a giant. Oh, giant. I get asked that all the time. In fact, I have a T-shirt that says, "No, I don't play basketball. Are you a jockey?" So, um, the as as far as as race goes, like I'll be the first person to crack a black joke. Okay, like the, I get asked if I play basketball all the time, and my friend asked me that once, and he, he's he's crazy. Shout out to you, Aris. Um, he <laughs> he asked me, "Hey, uh, do you play basketball?" And I'm like. Dude, no, I don't play basketball. And usually the thought is, well, but you're tall, you know. He turns to me and goes, but you're black. I just, like, busted (laughs) up laughing for, like, three minutes straight. Anyway, yeah, um, it doesn't bother me, you know. It really doesn't because the, the fact of the matter is, yes, black people exist. That's great. But that doesn't mean that you need to, um shove the fact that black people exist down everybody's throats, okay? That just makes the whole problem with racism worse. And and, and to be honest, I, I apologize, but, you know, as, as a black guy, I feel like a lot of racism, a lot of racism comes from black people. It's, it's really true because, you know, America had that slavery thing going on not too long ago, and, and there's just a lot of lingering, I guess, whatever. I, I don't even know what it is, but... I feel like there's too much focus on that and and there's not enough focus on you know what what the content should really be about and and so if, if there's wind that a uh, company's deliberately ostracizing black people like I think it was Tommy Hilfiger, a fashion designer, and he said something along the lines of you know um if I knew that black people would wear my clothes, I wouldn't have become a designer or or something like that you know? wow. he said that something like that. <laughs> I, I, oh. I don't know the actual quote, but it was something like that. And rumor, keep in mind, rumor, disclaimer, <laughs> so he doesn't sue us. No, and um, but if a game designer or a movie producer, or someone was was you know giving wind of, of something like that, of deliberately ostracizing people who are, you know, then I'd have a problem. But if it just happens that there's a game and there aren't any black people in it, it's not a big deal. It, it's a story. It's a game. Maybe there just weren't black people there, you know? Or just Resident Evil 5. Oh yeah, that controversy of that. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to shove your race down everyone's throats. All that does is create more problems, okay? That, that just creates more racism. That, that just adds to the stereotypes. It doesn't fix any problems, alright? So, then you have, um, just like, um, the, the whole women for president thing, like, Beyonce made a video or a song called Run the World and it was talking about how, you know, girls, we run this, we run this thing and that's great. And some of the comments on YouTube, and, and this is, I realize this is going to be controversial. Some of the, con- some of the comments on YouTube, uh, to that were, you know, girls don't run the world or girls do run the world. And, but one comment kind of stuck with me and that was girls really could run this world if there were more girls who were willing to do the work to run this world. Because I feel like a lot of people, I think, I feel like, and, and you know, I'm not gonna agree or disagree on that. I'm just gonna leave it where it is. I'm not stupid enough. But, um, I feel like there, I feel like a lot of women do buy into the stereotype, like, you know, it's a man's world and guys should do this and women should do this. And that's not the case because women are intelligent. Women can do anything. And, but it feels like a lot of women aren't willing to, to, um, 
to go that route and go that step because I guess they're afraid of the opposition because it, it's standing out or or whatever. And you know, just I, I encourage people whether you're whether you're black or whether you're white or you're a woman or a man, just you know, go out and do something and do the work and stand out because you can do it. So anyway, that's my whole take on the entire. You know, thing. you know what I got from Resident Evil Five that whole controversy. I, I found it funny how it's not okay to kill black people, but it's okay to kill Spanish. That was, that was funny. You know, just as an aside, I just found it when that whole controversy came out, I just, that was the first thing that came to mind. I was like, but everyone in Resident Evil 4 were Spanish. So why could I kill them and it's okay? What's wrong with the Spanish? The fact that someone's saying it's okay to kill anyone? Yeah, even that, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, even that is just a problem. Um, so is Gary still here? Because you mentioned he had a call. Awesome. No, I'm still here. Yeah. So it's the same talk with you, man, because you're Russian, and you've oh, said many yeah. times before how, at least in like in the media, like oh we get a Russian, but it's not a Russian; it's just some American who's with a crappy accent or something. But yeah. even in the games, right? It's yeah. what is it? Oh. The big bad Soviet Union must conquer the world. Yeah, break it's you. The big, bad, all the, you know, it's like I would be okay with it if they just <laughs> there are other bad guys in the world. You know, it's like every game just seems to depict Russia the same way that has been depicted since you know the Soviet Union, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's like there's always some big bad Russian guy who comes into power, decides he's going to rule the world, and somehow gets this massive military in like a day to overthrow the Russian government and take over half of the world. And the four-man group of the American soldiers go in to stop this entire army. It's like, come on. It, it's never going to happen. <laughs> you know? And it, it's yeah, not it's just like that. Shit. It's like at least yeah, or on steroids, <laughs> man. Can't forget those roids. Yeah, and you know, I always bring back the what what I saw in Battlefield 3's campaign mode, where you know you're this four man squad of American soldiers, and you have like this small army of maybe like a hundred, two hundred people behind you, and you know they go over this hill, and there's literally like this five thousand troop Russian military that's there. And these 200 guys just rush them and somehow defeat them. You know, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't care how good you are. You're not going to win in a wolf fight against 5,000 Russian troops. Especially if those 5,000 are Spetsnaz. You don't fuck with them, man. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And it's just the, the depiction that I guess is because, you know, they're, they're – it's like an American developed game or anything. Even then, you know, you always want to depict your country as better than the other country. It doesn't matter where, where you're from. You know, countries do that all the Russia does that all the time. Everybody does that. But to, to, to take it to such an unrealistic approach to it all the time, it gives people a false idea of what real combat can be like, in my opinion. You, you know, you're not going to go into your, your squad of, of Marines and, you know, take over an entire city. You're not going to rid the entire city of terrorists. That's not going to happen. Chances are you're going to die very quickly. You know, and 
you know, it's not just with that. Like, even when Glenn was talking about, you know, with the, with the whole black characters in video games, I think the problem with that is it's so, it's gotten so stereotypical that people believe that that is how everybody is. You know, look at Grand Theft Auto V, for example. It's, you know, the main, the, the, the black character in that game is probably the most stereotypical black character you can make. Thanks, Glenn. That's fine. Hey, uh, listen, while we're on this topic again, I, I want to say this uh, thing about Tommy Hilfiger that I said. Now that now that we've gotten past the topic, I've had some time to research it, uh, while these guys were talking. So the Tommy Hilfiger deal was a rumor back in 1996. The rumor was that he had gone on Oprah and he had said, you know, if I knew Asians or black people or Filipino people were going to wear my clothes, I would never have designed them and Oprah kicked him off the show. Um, Oprah then debunks the rumor and everyone everyone debunked that. Like Tommy and his agents said this and Oprah opened a show by saying this. She said, Tommy Hilfiger has never been on my show. I've never met Tommy Hilfiger and um I don't know where the rumors came from, but Tommy Hilfiger never said anything like that. Um me, I was just using it as an example of people ostracizing a race from a product. So uh just wanted to set that straight. It was only a rumor Tommy Hilfiger it's never Oprah. said that. She's powerful. She could probably Get some, you know, some things censored and wipe it out of history. You know, 1984 <laughs> style. It's, uh, yeah, it's powerful. Uh, I also want to say, I, I know it sounds weird, but a lot of British people, especially the American TV shows and American games, are considered the bad guy all the time. Because you know, of the revolution. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you We're, say that because. They had a commercial of that during the Super Bowl. <laughs> See? See? Yeah, they're like, why are British people always considered the villains? <laughs> yeah. Is it because we look good when we kill? Is it because of this? Well, it's, it's not all British people. It's not, you have to be a certain kind of British person. You have to have that elegant, snarky attitude like you're better than everyone. And you have to drive a, <laughs> like a fancy British car. And you have to sit there in a helicopter drinking a cup of tea while there's like a massacre going on around you. Okay, that's the kind of British person you have to be. You can't just be any British person. See, that was my idea. Like when I first, when when you were yeah, you were talking about it, and and Ben was talking about like where your mind goes and assumptions. Like that's where my mind went with the trailers for Assassin's Creed Three. Something. Oh, is this this another like you know? Yeah, rah rah USA jerk fest of we beat off the the British and and stuff like that is is what it kind of looked like. I've never played it yet, only because I haven't found it cheap enough yet. But is this this kind of what I got? It kind of put me off a bit because I'm like, man, I'm from Canada. We, you know, we were on the British side. We were British. It was just a civil war. Is really yeah. what it was. But I really think that the British villain just has a kind of presence that other types of villains don't like you know that there are there are different kinds of villains and like you have the my favorite kind of villain is the humorous villain that sees everything as as kind of funny and you know just goes in there and and acts really personable and likable but then goes and does these terrible things and and doesn't think too much of them you know that that's a that's a funny villain to me that's, that's a that's a good villain to me but like the British villain is is different. It just ha- the British villain has the kind of presence, and it's so hard to describe. Like if you've played Uncharted Three, uh, what was the villainess's name in Uncharted Three? Um, villainess. 
villainous. The, uh, the I've lady. Never played, the I never British played lady. Uncharted 3 yet, so what was spoilers. It? Wasn't her name like Catherine something? I think it was Catherine. Like, like she just came in and she was just the boss and you know, everyone would do her bidding and she would just come in and say, I merely want what's mine. You know, and, and it's not, and I, I apologize, you who are actually from England are probably rolling your eyes at my attempt at a British accent. But, um, I, I don't know. Uh, do you guys, do you guys get what I I'm get trying to say? Like, it's, oh, definitely. Yeah, we get, I get what but, you mean. I can't put yeah. it into words. There's just something about the British villain that other kinds of villainy, um, that other kinds of villains no, don't No, 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 except unless you're Nazi. The Germany, <laughs> is there ever, is there even a game made where there's a non-Nazi German character? Not called yeah. XCOM? I, I think there <laughs> should be, I think there should be a game studio somewhere that just breaks all of these rules. Yeah, I think there should be a, an America, a, a British, German, Russian game where they fight evil Americans. I think I'd like to see a game. Thank where, you, Ben. See, this is where I'm screwed no matter what, because can no one cares about Canada. We're just, it's just, just there on we don't the map, and nothing happens. A game with an, an international game with a German protagonist, like a it's German, female. a female German protagonist, and let's see, a Canadian yeah, villain. That would be cool. Okay. No, no, a American no. villain. American yes. villain that is funded by Canadian. Why do we company? need a Canadian? No, 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 no. Okay. Full fledged um, Canadian villain. We're not going to outsource our villainy to the Americans. They don't know how to do it right. They always fail. It's never as good. A, a Canadian villain. So, is an Asian sidekick kind of a? Yes. You got to be a bit racist. <laughs> We could do an Asian sidekick. Bruce Lee was a sidekick for part of his career. Bruce Lee was a sidekick? Yeah. Yep, or Green Hornet. Green Hornet, he was a sidekick Kato. for Green Hornet. Well, what what role could the Asian character have? Hacker. You know what's really, you know what's really sad about this? Okay, you know what's really sad? You're almost describing my characters in my novel. <laughs> no, no. See, see, this is what I'm talking about. It, it always goes back to the stereotypes that have been established for so long now that yeah. you just can't help but not look at them that way. You know, like, when was the last time you saw a game or a movie where the Asian guy didn't know how to fight hand-to-hand? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. is it, like in the DNA? Everyone <laughs> thinks, oh, he's Asian, he must know martial arts. Exactly. You know? yes. you know? I did a, I did a week of karate. Oh, God, <laughs> a week of karate for an Asian guy is like he's still good two years That's for, for a white guy. <laughs> but this is the thing is this is why I kind of like our name, Racial Diversity Gaming Hour, because the thing is people are different. You know, people who come from different places are different, and and they believe different things, and they like different things, and and that's what makes people unique. You know, but the problem with stereotypes is sometimes they go places where they probably weren't meant to go, like you know how. Um, you know, black people are, are criminals who, you know, do drugs or whatever. And, and Asians are people who play the piano and get all A's on absolutely everything they do. It's just not, whoop, I dropped something. My bad. Um, it, it's just <laughs> not that way, you know? And people are different and, and we should celebrate those differences. And, and I like how, um, I like how, um, a lot of game developers try to do that, but 
Um, I think that we shouldn't take stereotypes too seriously in media. I, I think it would be nice to see some variation there, some diversity there, if, if you I want to see a German hero. I want to see a German the hero. Irony, the irony it's about making all the Germans Nazis is when you sell that game in Germany, it's censored because they have to take all of those symbols out. It won't sell because they have a ban on anything no, I Nazi. I want to see a game with female characters in it who are not wearing skimpy clothes, who are just being total bosses, but not wearing, like, skimpy clothes and trying to sell sex while doing it, okay? I, I think, I, I think I'd book. like to see that. Read yes, my book. Read my book. Read your book? I got four, I got four, four kick-ass female characters in it. How much is your book, Dan? I want, I want your book. Yes. It's four ninety nine pages. Okay. When I get when I get paid, I'm gonna buy your book. I'm gonna buy Dane's book. You guys should do that too. Wait, it's on I'm Amazon. Dan, how are you enjoying you it? it? Uh, I I didn't get time to read it with all the reviews I had to do. So now I've finished all my work, I can finally read it. Finally. In fact, <laughs> I might read it now. <laughs> well, finish the podcast first. No, but I shall load it up on my phone and we start reading it as we're podcasting. Oh, and while he's playing Warframe. Yes. And while he's playing Warframe. <laughs> he just has to summon his spirits and they'll just beat the level for him at this point. <laughs> he's the master of multitasking. Warframe, I actually survived to wave 55 and went from unranked to the new max level in one match on my, with, with just two other people. That was yeah. fun. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Not to find the Kindle app I downloaded. Yeah. Do, do you feel completely unliked since you're in Canada then? Do I Bane? feel completely... Compared to all of us and all the stereotypes we face in video games and media. Do I feel completely unliked? Do you mean unloved? Yeah, like... Yeah. Like, do you feel like Canada needs more attention? In the video everything? game world? I, I'll be... I would lie if I didn't say I, I root for when there's a Canadian, like, dead or alive and rig was showing his Canadian, I'm like, kick gas, I used him right away. And he was like, first character, too. He's best character. <laughs> like, honestly, he's good. Hey, Dean, I've got, I've got something for you. And he's the villain. He's also the villain. <laughs> so, so screw you, right? You should be happy, right, that it's not a Russian for once. Uh, so, but no, but seriously, like, it's interesting because when I was overseas and, like, people hear me talk, like, you know, there's two types of accents, essentially. Basically, it's 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 chopped into two. It's either you got your quote-unquote American accent or quote-unquote British accent, right? Because Aussie, New Zealand, South African, British kind of sound similar, so people just lump it as British. And then Canadian and American kind of sound similar, so it, they just lump it as American. So all the time I get asked, you know, American, all the time, completely. And it's, I would, I would, I'd be lying if I didn't say it got annoying at some, po at some points. And does it bother me? No. Is it annoying at times when I've had to say it 50 times in a week? But I, I just think it's, it's just the companies do what they know. And only until recently have companies decided to, there have been companies in Canada to have the clout to add in a little bit of Canadian content. It's like what I said before with the feminists, right? It's hard to make a game yourself. It's hard to write a game. It's hard to do anything. Uh, 
instead of just bitching about other people, should do it this way. You know, do it yourself. Well, look at Bioware. Bioware is Canadian, right? What's the first stage in Mass Effect 3? Vancouver. It doesn't matter. It got leveled completely, and it's just ash. But it's the fact that it's Vancouver instead of, like, Chicago or Phoenix or New York or Los Angeles or something. Uh, just I'm made from my America. Day. I'm from America, and I'm sick to death of hearing stuff about New York and Chicago and Los Angeles. Everything yeah. happens. There are so many cities in the United States, so many great cities, yeah. yet every freaking thing happens in New York and Los Angeles and Chicago. I am done yeah. with it. Yeah, I mean, it's the same, the rest of us. Right? So the same so- is probably in England. Everything takes place in London, Japan. Everything takes place in Tokyo, China. It's always Beijing or Hong Kong. I mean, people pick what's the most popular, but I think, like, my book, um, I, I, my book is not in a major city outside of, well, I'm not gonna ruin it, but it's not New York, it's not London, it's something else. So I just, I took it upon myself to try to give some loving to somewhere else. So, with that said, uh, Huh? Can you give us a hint? No, because it ruins the story. Because oh. I, I will say this, I made, I would like, during the book, like, where it kind of, where I'm going to say is where it is, then things get cut off. So you won't know, there's a couple obvious hints of where the location is in the book. I mean, it's in Canada. I'll say it's in Canada. Okay. But you won't know until the very end. Saskatchewan? Hmm? Saskatchewan? It might be Saskatchewan. Might be. I don't know. But it is <laughs> something. So. Nah. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, Dane, I, I linked you something. I found, can, I found something that they're listing as Canadian graffiti. Really? Yeah, I linked it to you in Skype just now. I'll check in a minute. It's probably a picture of some happy person. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> uh, you Canadians are too nice. Yup. For, since this is, since this is audio and not video, um, it's just a blank wall with graffiti on it, and, but instead of some like gang name, all it says is sorry about your wall. <laughs> oh, that's so Canadian. Right? It's, yeah, it's a stereotype. Right? I mean, if we do it ourselves, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, we can blame other people for stereotyping us, but we also stereotype ourselves. Like, I saw a piece on the Olympics about, like, the taught, like, how no matter what the medal count's gonna be, Canada's won the Olympics because of these ten very Canadian things, like, how, like, one of the ski coaches for Canada helped that Russian out who crashed and broke his ski so he could actually finish with some type of dignity or or something like that. And it's like, you know, we, we toot our own stereotypes when we like them. It's mm-hmm. just when we don't like our own stereotypes is when we seem to be annoyed at it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah um, and this goes for both positive and negative stereotypes. We continue to feed into them, mm-hmm. right? The stereotypes are there for a reason. It's not like people just said, "Oh, well, let's just give the role to this this role to this group of people." You know, the the stereotypes are born out of some kind of truth. Yeah, but we continue to feed into those stereotypes, except for when it suits us. Yeah. 
Alright, well with that, let's uh, end our very, very deep, heavy podcast for this week. Uh, mm-hmm. We're almost at the three hour mark. I know. I know, it's crazy. It's been a tiring night. It has been. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, any shout outs? Where can people find you? Um, do you mind if I do shout out one thing quickly before Ooh, we end? Right ahead. Um, I want to say a big thank you from the future, past, to everyone who has entered the Tokadon Age of Demons giveaway. I've had a, an incredible amount of entries. I've had at least, I've had over a hundred entries to this giveaway. So I'm I'm very happy at all the people that are excited for this game and to remember to check out our review on the site as well. Um, but apart from that, that didn't make my usual shout-outs to everyone on Twitter, um, Chin, Crimson, and everyone who follows me on Twitter. Thank you for following me and putting up with my craziness. Because someone has to. Thank God it's you people. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> my pleasure. Chili... So, yeah, I still can't uh, believe 100 over, over 100 entries is insane. Yeah, so what are your shout-outs then to the people listening? Those were my shout-outs. Oh, that shows how oh. much I, <laughs> I disconnected completely. Well, you didn't say your Twitter or anything. Oh, you want to know my Twitter? Yeah. Uh, Chili, you can contact me at chili underscore UK. Mm-hmm. Or you can actually contact me at the site at ben.shillabearhall at psu.com. Awesome. And uh, Ernest, don't call me a girl, Lynn. Where can the people find you and any shout-outs you have? They can find me sleeping in my bed. Um, <laughs> so, um, let's walk into your house and find you sleeping in your bed. That's a little creepy, isn't it? I mean, they can just, like, poke me, politely ask me a question, I'll answer it, and then go back to sleep. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter, Ernest Lynn, E-R-N-S-T-Y-L-I-N. Email Ernest.Lynn at PSU.com. Awesome. And uh, the commissioner, Glenn, where can you uh, people find you at and any shout-outs? That's me. Um, shout-outs to my friends, uh, to, my, to my friends who work at Studio 4109, which is kind of local, so I don't expect everyone to get it, but it's just like a little Saturday Night Live type sketch comedy thing that my school does. Um, shout out to you guys, to my friends and family, love you guys, to PlayStation Universe, who, as always, um, makes us great, and to all gamers, because this is not just about PlayStation, this is, this is about everyone, racial diversity, to all you listeners out there, those of you who have stuck with us over the past couple of hours listening to us ramble on about things that no one will bother repeating later. We, we appreciate you. Um, you can reach me at GoGlen, um, excuse me, this is Twitter, at GoGlen underscore, with a little underscore mark at the end, um, at G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore, or at, um, you can email me at, uh, what's my email? Shoot. Oh, Glenn.Gordon at PSU.com. Wow. So those two things, Twitter and email. Excellent. Don't worry for a second, I forgot my Twitter account, so don't worry. <laughs> what was it you said last time, like Ben.ShillabeerHall at Twitter or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, something funny. Oh, man. Oh. We're just testing the endurance today. And Gary, where can the people find you? Any shout-outs? 
Uh, you can find me at Gary, that's G-A-R-R-I, at PSU.com. I don't have a Twitter because I'm a loser. And my shout-outs go to friends, family, and a special shout-out to the terrible people at my work who don't know how to stay home when they're sick and spread their disease to everybody around them. And they're sure to be Thank you so much for giving me your disease. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So very Canadian of you. You know, we really need to we really need to name our panda. We have we have a graphic for um, racial diversity gaming hour that has a panda on it that needs a name. We should name our panda. Did you say it's Paul? Be something very. <laughs> Paul. We should name our panda Paul. It's such a racially diverse name, Paul. <laughs> I think Paul Kelly will like that. He works for PSU. We could just call it Panda Panda. Panda. Yeah, Panda Panda. The Panda Panda. That's boring, but though. But it's so diverse. It's got... Not really. Because Panda's kind of Asian. Oh, right. And it's Asian. We'll, we'll think of something. It's got to be... Uh, uh, I don't know, really. But 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 if we call it a man a male's name, would someone then complain that we're sexist because it's not a female? Panda? Probably, it's we can't win the game, True. man. That's why we just call it panda. We need, why to, don't we we need make to come it, up with a racially, I mean, a, a gender neutral name. Why like don't we call it? <laughs> yeah. Jackie. How about we call it Dick the Panda? Because Dick is short for Richard. But we don't know that. But the females will be angry. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, we'll think I of it sometime. And um I say Paul is good. Yeah, Paul is good. <laughs> it's like a universal <laughs> name. Paul the Panda. There we go. Totally. Uh yeah, and so as for me, I'd like to give a shout out to all the fans and viewers for listening, to thank you as always. Any fan mail, hate mail, flame mail, any kind of mail after today's episode, you can tweet me at Files, L-A-S-O-M-B-R-A-F-I-L-E-S, or email me at dane.smith at psu.com, D-A-N-E. Or you can find us on YouTube now under the same name, Racial Diversity gaming hour where you'll find all of our back episodes on youtube as they come out a week after this one is played so hold on you're not gonna be here so i think all the hate mail needs to go no no because to me i like it (laughs) 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 there will be backlog for you when you get back don't worry Oh no, send it to me, I'm the British one, I should, I should respond. Oh. Evilly. Just, some just, villainly some, way of responding. Some clever response. That's all that's needed. Mm-hmm. Did I come to the conversation again? again? I'm trying to end it and keep <laughs> it going. Yep. Anyway, so, for the Commissioner Glenn Gordon, for the real Jim Sterling, Ben Shillaby Hall, for KGB Gary, and Ernest, don't call me a girl, Lynn. I am your host with the most, saying good night, good gaming, and don't be a racist. Wait after. Two men, the E, he dominates.